From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Well, certainly a lot to talk about. It is six minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Yes, Eagles took care of business. We'll talk about that a little later in the program. But um, I was providing therapy. I won't name the people. I would get text messages. Are you getting nervous? I put nope. Well, I wasn't nervous at all. Anyhow, we'll get to that. And uh, we go back, what, 18 weeks. And we can share now how our predictions went. For the entire season. That went very well too. Then there's Super Wild Card Weekend. Which I may miss a lot of Super Card Wild, uh, wild Card Weekend. Uh, because I will, not be, I will not be available to watch it. Which both is happy sad. Because I don't like missing it. But I'm going to be very happy what I'm doing in place of it. But then next week. Fortunately, thank goodness, if the Eagles hadn't won and they would have been a wild card team, oh, I would have really, really messed up my weekend plans. All right, so let's get into this. Uh, since we were last together, we have a Speaker of the House. The movement, we were able to tell you on Friday that there was a lot of movement towards Kevin McCarthy. And as we left you, we said not enough on the next ballot that takes place to put him over the top, but that he would be getting closer. And once again, in one of those fortuitous moments that I seem to always be afforded with, I was tired uh, on Saturday night. So I went to sleep for about, I did my usual trick. Whenever I want to fall asleep, I put in a movie that I love. And boom, it's it's uncanny. I can't explain it, but try it sometime. I know they say don't have any noise in the room and, and all that. I put the movie on, and the next thing I know, bye-bye. While I wake up during the 14th vote, perfect timing. That was supposed to start sometime around 10. I woke up, I think it was sometime around 11, could have been a little before, and the 14th vote is going on. So I'm looking at the math, and I'm thinking, whoa, this is going to be really close. And it was really close. One vote. Then all of a sudden, and you probably know all this, but let's let's recap it anyhow. All of a sudden, there's the motion for adjournment. So I thought, ah, oh, this is going to continue now. Another day? Because it's so close. By the way, it was supposed to happen. And I don't know if there was a double cross or what, but it was supposed to happen on the 14th ballot. So all of a sudden, I see uh, Matt Gates talking to Kevin McCarthy. And it's, it's really friendly. 
And I see McCarthy kind of pat him, you know, come around him a little bit with his right arm around him a little bit, pat him on the back. They're shaking hands. And so I said, and listen to the announcer say, it's, it's going to adjourn. I'm thinking, it's not going to adjourn. Are they looking? Are they watching? What do you mean it's going to adjourn? They just, they just made a deal. Mr. Magoo saw that they just made a deal. Oh, they're going to adjourn. I don't think so. Just hang in there. Next thing you know, McCarthy runs over, grabs this red ticket, and he's holding it up in the air, and he's he's yelling, enthusiastically commenting. So he's changing his vote. They were going to adjourn. Then all of a sudden, boom, all kinds of people started changing their vote. And the next thing you know, it was like 265 to 100 and something. And so you knew that it was not going to be adjourned. Then then people were still acting like it wasn't going to happen. So I'm thinking, do you even know your job? They have to have a vote. If they don't adjourn, you have to have a vote. I mean, they don't know that after like five days of this. So I'm commentating uh, in my mind saying there's going to be a vote and he's going to win. I mean, I had it all figured out. It was simple. And I'll tell you what, and I, I know the Democrat media, oh, Trump's trying to take credit. There's screen captures of Trump calling Gates, calling Boebert. And you know what happened. He said, come on, don't be knuckleheads. You know, if you can't vote for him, then vote present, and it's over. So it ended 216 to 212, and I think six voted um, present. So that was that, and he got it. Uh, I have to say, Hakeem Jeffries' speech was an absolute disgrace. He was auditioning for president. It was terrible. You, you might have thought they won the way this guy is talking about all these so-called accomplishments and everything. You would be shocked that he was about to have to hand the gavel over to the guys that really won. And I'll predict this with absolute certainty. This Hakeem Jeffries is going to be a disaster. And he's going to nauseate people. But the Democrat media is already promoting him for president. You can see it. That speech was so inappropriate for the moment. And I didn't like I didn't like everything about it. Took the alphabet and it tortured, tortured with a word that we begin with A that was this. A word that we begin with A that was that. An apple and, and I don't know, an aardvark and, and, and a banana and, uh, and, 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 and a, I don't know, a boat. I mean, it was just absolutely annoying. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, this, this guy's going to go through the whole alphabet. You've got to be kidding me. It's like a filibuster speech. Not, not a speech to hand the gavel over to the majority party, to the Speaker of the House. Oh, it was just so annoying. 
so inappropriate. And then a tiny little thing at the end about McCarthy actually being the speaker. Just awful. McCarthy's speech, I stayed up for it. Uh, fantastic. You don't really get to see him deliver a lengthy speech ever. I mean, you can if you watch the what goes on on the floor and things like that. But uh, it was great. Forward thinking, uh, filled with optimism. I liked it. I liked it a lot. And, of course, the media wants to make him so weakened. I mean, th- this whole notion about vacating and things like that, that that's the rule. I mean, look at it this way. They went back to the way it was with Thomas Jefferson instead of the way it was with Nancy Pelosi. Who do you choose? I'll leave that for you to decide for yourself. I made my decision. It's the same rule that's been in effect for hundreds of years that only wasn't in effect for a very few short years. So it's really good news. It may, and look, you got, you have to understand the Democrat media, they make winning for Republicans bad. They, they make losing for Democrats good. It's kind of like the announcers of the Eagles game. Ian Eagle and these other idiots, they spent an entire game when it was 19 nothing. They were telling you how great the New York Giants are, how great their coach is, how great their team is, how they're not letting the Eagles um, pull away in the game. It's 19 nothing, And with a couple of bad breaks, I mean, the Eagles left a few touchdowns on the field. But the entire game, it's, it's just like the Democrat media. The losers are the winners. The winners are the losers. So everything is going to be through the prism of, oh, McCarthy's a weakened speaker. Uh, Republicans can't get their act together. Uh, all of this starting today. And let's face it, this rules uh, vote is, is in jeopardy. I've already whole, heard a number of people that aren't going to vote for the rules, and you can't really get going. You can't get anything going. You can't swear anyone in until you had the speaker, so now that was all taken care of. And now you really can't get moving until you pass the rules. And there are, I think there's more than five members on the Republican side that aren't going to pass the rule. Maybe it'll be fine because if they let Democrat votes count, but a lot of times... You know, you try to get your majority to carry it. But many times things pass with crossovers, such as the uh, some of that sloppy trillions of dollars in stimulus that would not have been able to pass in the Senate without Republican support. They could have stopped it. Shame they didn't obligate the new Republican majority in the House until September or October. Terrible. So the rules vote is supposed to be today, but but it doesn't. There are, there are a lot of people opposed to it. And of course, you know, the Democrats, they're going to use the rules to their advantage. And any time they can completely just sit back and watch Republicans not be able 
to get it together. They'll do that. And and always remember, the rule is always Democrats, when they win, shut up, go away. We won. You lost. We're in charge. That's never criticized by the media. And Republicans win. And they really didn't win. And they're divided. And, and it will always be negative. You just have to you have to understand that. You have to desensitize yourself to it. That's just the way that it is. All right, we're going to have wide open forum in the next hour. I've got a bunch more that I'll be sharing with you. Wide open forum next hour. Atlanta County Commissioner John Risley after the 8 o'clock hour news break. And in the 9 o'clock hour, Mayor Charles Kane, the Auto Plaza at Galloway and Kane's Custom Carts. We'll have a great update there after the first break. Bob Progner is going to join us and we'll talk Eagles. So we'll talk Auto Plaza, Kane's Custom Carts in the first segment, talk some Eagles in the second segment. Oh, when we come back, don't worry, in case you think I forgot. I know that the president had a fake visit to the southern border. We'll tell you all about that in due time this hour. It is early in the morning. Here is Tommy Lahren with our Fox News commentary. Fox News commentary. Hillary Clinton, the Christmas fruitcake nobody wants in human form, has a new job. I'm Tommy Lahren. Find out Hillary's next act after this. It all started with the brutal murder of a young married couple. Now, more than 40 years after the couple was found, investigators and forensic genealogists are cracking the case wide open to uncover a stunning second mystery. Where's the baby? I said, well, wait, he had a baby? We crossed the country speaking with victims' families and those close to the case as we ask, what about Holly? I just want to know what happened. Available on foxnewspodcasts.com and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hillary Clinton is a two-time failed presidential candidate, a wannabe reality TV star, and soon-to-be professor. Yes, she will join the Columbia University School of International and Public Affairs. No word yet if she'll be teaching how to scrub servers, delete emails, or blame terrorist attacks on YouTube videos, but let's hope not. She will also be part of the Columbia World Projects Initiative, where she will work to tackle global challenges and support global female leaders. Her role in the classroom is set to begin in the 2023-2024 school year, which means, thank goodness, she will likely not be running for president yet again. I'm not sure why anyone would want to pay good money to receive an education from that woman, but I'd rather see her standing behind a university lectern than the desk of the Oval Office, so there's a silver lining in this news. Plus, Ivy League universities couldn't possibly get any more woke or liberal, so it's not like Professor Hillary Clinton will make much of an impact. Good luck, students. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. And we are back. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the excellent adventure to the southern border, to Texas, El Paso. Wasn't there a little song about that? Down in West Texas, a town called El Paso, something like that. So here's what they did. And you can predict this because everything about this administration is a lie, is a put on, is fake. So what do they do? They clean up El Paso. Now, what's the sense of that? Every honest person, you're going to infuriate the region because they know what they've been living with. And and then they see this fake cleanup. 
and they do what they always do. Remember when they went down and and uh, they just moved everybody out? And it's like, hey, look, it's really great. We're we're really well. We're so great. Look at us. We're wonderful. The I'm telling you, these are terrible people. This Biden gang, they're just they're as rotten as you'll ever see anywhere. Dishonest to the core. Here was one quote. El Paso being cleaned up as if nothing unusual ever happened there, just in time for Biden's visit to the border. That's the National Border Patrol Council. They said, quote, we suggest just have him land in Des Moines, Iowa and tell him it's El Paso. He'll never know the difference. I mean, they're mocking. It's 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 a it is a disgrace. Reports by El Paso Matters and The New York Post indicate that the Border Patrol and local law enforcement escalated detentions just ahead of the president's visit. According to the Post, six buses were primarily Venezuelan migrants departed from El Paso for uh, Mexico. A Border Patrol agent told the the Post that 200 migrants were sent back to Mexico just on Saturday. So, you know, it's a shame if you were those poor folks, you just picked the one wrong day. This guy for his entire 50 year public disgraceful plagiarism and everything else career uh, decided to go there. And don't think it wasn't timed when the Republicans were doing the vote for speaker I mean, everything they do is a lie. It is strategic. It is political. It's hyper political. So all they were doing was clearing the downtown of these incredibly expansive migrant camps that are always there. Just ahead of Biden's visit. And what I would ask is exactly what former representative Maya Flores of Texas said. Why not show him, meaning Biden, what our border community and law enforcement officials are dealing with on a daily basis? You had the um, the congressman who represents Texas El Paso. He was not even allowed to participate. Now, why would you do that? Who does that? Jack Cittarelli, who says that? Who does that? That doesn't make any sense. You'd always you'd always have that person, regardless of political party. National Border Patrol Council President Brandon Judge, I'm sorry, Judd, expressed that, quote, agents are beyond frustrated over the Biden administration's lack of support at the border. Do you know he did exactly what I said he was going to do? Now, I didn't say magic wand. But I said that Biden will actually go in there and I knew they'd clean up everything before he got there. No, no chance for any type of encounter with anything real. No optic that would give the American people what's really going on. Now, I don't know because I don't watch, but I'm sure the Democrat media outlets covered that like crazy. Biden walking, you know, by a wall. And act like, oh, he's really on the job. Meanwhile, he's never been there a day in his life. They even lie about that. Oh, Biden was there once. Yeah, he drove past something during a campaign stop. 
years ago when he wasn't even vice president. And they count that. And the press secretary, yeah, he's been to the border. Oh, really? When? So we knew they'd clean the whole place up. And he would say such things as, what do you need? What do you need? Is that about two years too late, sir? So he said something along the lines of, you know, if if I had a magic wand, what would you need me to do? The audacity of these people. They are disgraceful. So they clean up El Paso before Biden's visit. Notice, I mean, I would have gone over there to where there's a lot of action over there at Eagle Pass. That's where we do interviews from all the time. When I fill in nationally on Fox News Radio, we interviewed Griff Jenkins. We've interviewed Bill Malusian. We've interviewed a few people, mostly mostly Griff, who, who I'm just very, very fond of. And we find out what really is happening. You have Fox News actually flying drones, showing what's going on. If Republicans were responsible for something like this and they wanted the immigration to come in illegal, can you imagine how the Democrat media would cover that? Covering drug cartels and human traffickers and fentanyl and all of it. Instead, they don't cover any of it. There were, I promise you there would be a camera split screen on all the time of people coming into the country. All you'd have to do is switch the parties. Nothing else would have to change. Same exact people coming in. This is how bad it is. This is how dishonest it is. I saw some coverage in the Daily Mail, which really does a good job covering America, a much better job than most of the American media. And there was a piece called Crisis. What crisis? El Paso clears migrant camps ahead of Biden's first trip to the border as frustrated agents say numbers always fall in January. And he might as well have gone to Des Moines. And it goes on and on. Such a shame. Such a shame. And I'm telling you, don't think that most of the American people know what's going on. They don't pay attention the way that you do. There are people And I would think about maybe half the country that don't even know that there's a border crisis. Unless you listen to talk radio, watch Fox News or Newsmax, are genuinely intellectually curious and did your own research and reading, you would think that it's as Biden walked through it over the weekend. That there's no problem at all. This is great. It's, it's going perfect. I say nothing changes. The only difference is he's going to be announcing very, very soon that he's running for president. And we're going to get fake Joe Biden on top of fake Joe Biden because he's going to be coming Joe centrist. Wait and see. Remember when he was a candidate and he was he was criticizing the the hard left Democrats and saying how centrist He was and moderate Joe and all of that. Wait until you see the degree that he will get away with wiping the slate clean of his radical this because these two years he's not been coherent, but it's his track record, whether he knows it or not. 
We know it. This is the most radical administration in American history. And you watch, he will be positioned by the Democrat, the legacy media, as moderate Joe. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 32 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. I have noticed increased deer encounters in Egg Harbor Township in Northfield, and I mean big time increase. Check out my piece on that. The 31st annual Chief Brown Super Bowl tailgate party is coming up in February, well, on Super Bowl Sunday, right before the game. Ten great golf courses in Atlantic County, and I'll throw a fourth in, the Bayonne Bleeder. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. Road conditions are damp. We still have a bank of showers pushing west to east across New Jersey, so our weather a little blah and inclement to start the day. But we should clear to mostly sunny skies by midday into this afternoon. High temperatures today, seasonable, cool, 45 degrees. Mainly clear and chilly tonight, low of 30. Increasing clouds in 46 tomorrow, mostly cloudy 44 Wednesday. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Some people got COVID early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It's 36 minutes past the hour already flying by. All right, so that's enough on that. Oh, I do have to give a um, special award before we turn the page on the fake visit to the southern border, and that is Texas Governor uh, Abbott. Texas Governor Abbott hand-delivered a scathing letter to President Biden. Now, I heard somewhere Biden didn't read it. Well, well, wait a minute. He's going to find out what's in it anyhow because— Governor Greg Abbott released the entire letter. I have it right here. Uh, So what kind of president? There's 50 governors, 50 states. You're not going to read a letter that a governor hands to you directly. So I'm calling BS on that. Uh, But in the in the in the in the letter, I was going to say in the Abbott, in the Abbott, in the letter, Abbott slams President Biden's visit as, quote, $20 billion too little and two years too late, quote, end quote. He also noted that the president's tour specifically avoided areas where mass illegal immigration occurs, quote, and sidesteps the thousands of angry Texas property owners whose lives have basically been destroyed by your border policies, quote unquote, he he did he did not have the word basically in there. Have he was definitive? Have been destroyed by your border policies. Quote: I'm calling on Biden to do his constitutional duty to protect our nation. But you can see what they actually do. Everything they're trying to fake you out. See, Biden can't have for the next two years what he had the previous two years running for president for re-election and having that record 
of letting so many millions of illegals into our country. But what they're really doing, and finally I heard somebody else criticize this, and it was Carrie Lake, who it's such a shame, 17,000 votes out of like 2.5 million. Such a shame. Uh, She brought up, yeah, day one, day one. This new fake Governor Hobbs. What a disaster. Told you in advance, if she won, what a disaster she would be. Day one, and it was another pledge I made to you, a promise. I mean, I knew it. It was like mathematical certainty that day one, she would have these containers removed. You know, they spent something like $80 million to put these shipping containers, double wide and at least double high, in every area that the wall was not completed. Now, I keep reminding you, and Carrie Lake said this over the weekend, all the materials are laying right on the ground. The wall is there. The contract was awarded and they paid for it to be built. And Biden won't build it. When did you ever hear something like that? Pay for the materials, pay for the labor to build the wall and not do it. So you can't say you're for anything when that's your operating. I'm telling you, I would love to debate Joe Biden. I would love it. Not even saying for to run for president or anything goofy like that. I just would love to debate this guy. I would have him. He'd be spitting nails. He wouldn't know which end is up. See this guy? I would say, see this guy over here? We paid for the border wall. It's there. It's there on the ground. And we paid the workers to build it. Joe, you know that's true. Come on, help me here. Joe, Joe, you know. Isn't that true? And say to the moderator, get him to answer this. Debating him, oh, it would be it would be a joy. I would not make the Trump mistake. I'd let him speak. You want this guy to speak. The more he speaks, the better. Because you'll get that whole incoherent Joe. He might start babbling he has cancer again. Yeah, I was a coal worker and had cancer. Oh, you did? Where's that in your medical record? We didn't see that. And the media, know, oh, it's just, you know, we just have to ignore that that got said. Somebody says, hey, if cancer, you're not going to like delve into that? Excuse me, when did you have cancer? But finally, I mean, more people have to start saying it. You think about this. The wall should have been finished. Trump merely ran out of time. Because he was always being uh, fought tooth and nail at every turn on everything. So the materials are there. The material, the labor has been paid for, but the wall doesn't get built. Then the previous governor, Ducey, puts in trailers to block the area. It's not perfect. But at least it's something. So it's not completely wide open. You know, if you if somebody has to take a little more time climbing and trying to get in, then at least you can you can monitor it better and have a chance to stop it from happening. 
But see, the, the whole point is they will not admit it. But their illegal immigration invasion is their strategy for the permanent Democrat majority in our country. It is a strategy. It is a plan. So they have to keep acting like they're doing their job and and enforcing the border. But by design, they're not. So I credit Governor Abbott. I give him a lot of credit. He wrote further, even in the city you visit, has been sanitized of the migrant camps which had overrun downtown El Paso because your administration wants to shield you from the chaos that Texans experience on a daily basis. Basis. Now, it is a result. The media will report the Abbott's alleging that the chaos, you know, is is because of a direct result of the Biden administration failing to enforce federal immigration laws. No, he's not. He's not intimating that. That is a fact. That's the byproduct of this. Abbott said the federal government has achieved historically low levels of illegal immigration under former President Donald Trump. But under the Biden administration, Abbott said America is suffering the worst illegal immigration in the history of our country. Your, quote, open border policies have emboldened the cartels who grow wealthy by trafficking deadly fentanyl and even human beings. Texans are paying an especially high price for your failure, sometimes with their very lives, as local leaders from your own party will tell you if given the chance. But they're not given the chance because the whole game is rigged. Sad, isn't it? Back in a moment, this portion of Hurley in the Morning uh, brought to us in part by Comfort Keepers. And I can tell you this as a nurse dad, it's personal to me. And they do a great job. Comfort Keepers of Atlantic, Cape May, and Southern Ocean County treats your family like a member of their own family. Comfort Keepers helps people live safely and independently at home. Comfort Keepers goes above and beyond to provide professional in-home care that elevates your quality of life and delivers you with peace of mind. Comfort Keepers are available when you need them the most, whether it's for as little as four hours per week or 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Comfort Keepers treats each client with dignity and respect. Call Comfort Keepers at 609-277-7855. They're on the web at comfortkeepers.com. And please tell Comfort Keepers that Harry Hurley sent you. This is Hurley in the Morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. Welcome back. 48 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. We'll be taking your phone calls coming up in the next hour, all 7 o'clock hour long at 609-407-1450. 609-407-1450. I don't know if you have been. Uh, I have been just a bit, not not a whole lot, but just, I don't want to say just a little bit, little bit more than a little bit, but not a lot. How's that for trying to tell you to what degree I've been following a certain news item 
And I did catch up over the weekend, though, that police have arrested the husband of the missing Massachusetts mom. They've arrested him for allegedly misleading investigators. Uh, So distasteful. If you're the husband, you're the first suspect. Let's just start there. Even if you are completely, you could be devoted, you could be, you could be just the best. You got to be ruled out first. You're not excluded first. You're, you're first looked at. So when I heard, and this had nothing to do with what I learned over the weekend, when I heard she wasn't reported missing for three days, not by her husband, not by her employer, no one. Let me tell you something. Think about your own circumstance. If you were gone for three days, who would notice? Everybody's got a different circumstance. Some people live by themselves. Uh, You know, look, terrible things can happen where someone lives by themselves. They can have a heart attack or something, die, fall, have an accident, fall and die in their home. And it might you might not know. It depends on what that person does. If there's somewhere they have to be every single day, somebody's going to notice. Your no call, no show, you know, one day, if you're somebody has never done that in your life, that'd be like, whoa, you wouldn't, you know, you, you wouldn't have to wait 24 hours. See, I never like that rule that you you basically can't report a person missing for 24 hours or something like that. You can certainly, hey, look, I'm talking to you, so you, I want you to note that this is somebody that never misses a meal. They don't ever miss. I, I, I don't need to wait 24 hours. They're missing right now. You know, you hear all the time about how so much can go bad in the first certain number of hours. So like, yeah, you want me to call you 24 hours later? Uh, no, thanks. Let's get get on this now. But let me put it to you this way. Unless there were some amazing mitigating circumstances. And I'm not even talking about this guy. Anybody who doesn't report their spouse missing for three days, you bear watching. Let's just let's just put it politely you bear watching a whole lot of watching and again i don't know everything about this i know that she was supposed to be on a plane and she never made it and they have records of her phone you know anymore in um in investigations these cell phones are incredibly evidentiary they ping and they know where a phone is like this so-called um the suspect in the Idaho killings, his phone, they have his phone pinging by those houses, I think like 12 different times or something. He wasn't a very, if he did it, he wasn't very smart. They made it like, oh, nobody can do it like a ghost. Nobody, nobody heard anything. And now we know that's not true. Somebody did hear something. And I mean, the sheath with the blood, I mean, you could go on and on. But this uh, Anna Walsh, and, and I've never seen this spelling before, an E at the end, but it's not Walshy, it's Walsh. Anna Walsh was reportedly last seen at her home early on January 1st. 
and then she was not reported missing for three days. How terrible is that? Even if it was like, all right, uh, oh, I love my wife. Um, she was flying, so I didn't hear from her, and that wasn't unusual. I mean, come on. Think of your own circumstances. First thing you do is probably text or call your significant other. I've landed, wheels down, or whatever. I know I do. I let people know we've landed. That's not, that's, that's normal. That's typical. Not letting anyone know for three days. But it isn't just that. The police arrested the husband for allegedly misleading investigators. Now, think about that. You didn't promptly report and you allegedly have misled. So what, let's see. She was reported missing by her husband and employer, police said. She was last seen by a family member around 4 or 5 a.m. on January 1st at home and was supposed to take a ride share to the airport for a flight to Washington, D.C., although police have not been able to confirm that she took a ride share. See, that could be, I'm not going to read into it, but if someone says you were going to do a Uber or something like that, that's, that's kind of clever because then it's like, hey, the Uber driver is a suspect. Well, who's the Uber driver? So they haven't been able to confirm that she did any type of ride sharing. Quote, so far, there's been no electronic footprint at all. This is the chief of police, William Quigley. He spoke at a press briefing on January 6th, and I saw some of it. Neither her cell phone nor credit cards have been active since January 1st, so you know that's not a good thing. Local and state police continue a ground search over the weekend, this was, for evidence related to the disappearance of Anna Walsh. She's Anna with one N, and she's Walsh with an E at the end. It's kind of interesting. An executive with a property management company in D.C. who would travel to to the city several times a month, so she traveled a lot. After two days searching the wooded areas near her home, as well as a small stream and pool, the ground search came to an end with, quote, negative results, end quote, police said. This was just this past Saturday night. A police canine unit and the state police air wing have been involved in the search. Authorities have confirmed, quote, The ground search will not resume unless police develop new information that so warrants it. Simultaneously, state police and local police detectives continue to undertake various investigative efforts or actions to determine Miss Walsh's whereabouts. And they're not saying exactly how the husband misled let me use the exact word they did. Yeah, misled 
investigators. Quote, at this point, it's a missing person investigation. We're trying to locate Anna and get her home safely. That's again, Chief Quigley. Quote, we have nothing to support anything suspicious or criminal. Except for the fact that as a wife and a mom of three, that according to friends that I have heard comment on it, have said that she would never, she would never be gone a day without people knowing where she is. You just never know with these things. Uh, who wasn't? It was very sad. Olivia Newton-John's husband disappeared and then was presumed dead. And then it turns out he wasn't dead. A very weird thing. I mean, it's just terrible, you know, that situation. You never know if somebody decides to take off. But I don't understand why you would wait three days to report your spouse missing. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe though, who knows? Maybe there are people that don't have a close relationship, that don't talk to each other every day, that travel a lot and uh, don't keep in touch. And it's not unusual, but it seems very unusual to me. But that's the latest on all of that. When we come back, uh, it's uh, your turn to play. 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. I learned at about 2.15-ish, 2.30 this morning that Bernard Kalb, and I've known of Bernard Kalb basically my entire adult life, a longtime foreign affairs newsman. He died at 100 years old. And you might know the name of his brother, his younger brother, Marvin Kalb, told the Washington Post that his brother's death at his home in the Washington suburbs followed complications from a fall. That's a shame, isn't it? Bernard Kalb worked as a foreign correspondent for the New York Times, CBS, and NBC. He wrote two books with his more famous younger brother and uh, served as a founding anchor and panelist for the CNN media analysis show Reliable Sources. Atlantic City, WENJHD3, Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks. Welcome back. It's five minutes past the hour. Let's use this extra minute wisely and make it count. 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. 609-407-1450. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry Hurley, good morning, good morning to you and your audience. Good morning. (laughs) Uh, This upcoming session of Congress is probably going to be, I feel, one of the most important Congresses in the history of this country uh, for a whole host of reasons, whether it's the uh, border and the fentanyl, uh, the uh, 
Uh, it, it just goes on and on and on. The uh, corrupt Biden syndicate uh, and so many things. I think that the first hearings that the uh, the new Congress is supposed to be having is going to be held down at the border. I think that that's what uh, McCarthy said during during uh, uh, you know this uh, marathon fifteen round. Uh, <laughs> I got a kick out of the fifteen round thing. Isn't that what the original? Uh, World heavyweight fights were 15 yeah, rounds? Yeah. Well, no. The originals, they had no rounds. They they were, oh my gosh. In the modern era, it was 15 rounds. Then it went to 12. What they found out was, George, well, first of all, there were no, it was whenever the fight ended, whenever somebody quit or was knocked out. So you had fights that used to last, I don't even know what the record is, like 100 rounds. Uh, the modern era was 15 but then doctors and people that had analyzed boxing said that most damage, the severe damage they believed was taking place in rounds 13, 14, 15. So they cut it down to 12 rounds. But anyhow, so there you go. More than you probably asked for, but it's, it's accurate. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like I said, I think this is probably one of the most important Congresses in the history because there was so much deceit. In this last Congress, like with this January 6th garbage, it was so, like you say, kind of kangaroo or, you know, uh, the way that the you know, Soviets would do that kind of a thing. It's, it's just so uh, been so deceitful to the American people. And Americans have been so dumbed down for so many years at this point that the Americans will accept just about anything as being truthful at this point. They don't have any idea whether the Biden corrupt family is corrupt or not. Uh, you know, at this point, they, they've been getting misfed so much. Mis they've been given so much misinformation. It's mind-boggling. It's true. It's very true. Although I do All believe, right, though, I do see you, George. I do believe, though, when these committees uh, convene, even though the Democrat media is going to ignore as much of it as they can, it will start to get out how corrupt, how financially corrupt this family has been and it's it's uh, it's going to be a big problem for joe biden because the the this congress will be in session through his campaign because i've said from the beginning he shouldn't run but he will run he will run and he's going to be announcing in the very near future that he will be running he's got some very ambitious people that are running the show that they they need him to run he is their useful idiot. He is their empty vessel, uh, and he has to run because they they are the ones running the show, but they don't get exposed by the Democrat media. And most people actually, I guess, believe that Biden is president. I would submit to you that he's president in name only. He's running nothing because if he was the joe biden that he had been before he would be a disaster he would be wrong about everything but he would be in charge he would be coherent you wouldn't like what he would be doing but it wouldn't nearly be what we've seen over the last two years he was never ever this radical and he still isn't but the agenda that he signs on to is so I just say you got to hold him accountable for it, that it is him. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. 
Wow, moderate Joe. I thought he was sleepy, creepy Joe, but what do I know? I know. No, no. Uh, he's yes, he's moderate the, uh, Joe. <laughs> under the direction of a uh, comrade Barry. What's my baby? Comrade Merrick Garland. There's been 950 people arrested for the January 6th uh, debacle. Now, 650 of those people are still in those Washington, D.C. gulags. And the only person that was murdered that day, and murdered, that's the word, was Ashley Babbitt. Well, she was, she did have a Rambo knife fixed between her teeth, and she was charged in the Capitol Police with an AK-47. Oh, no. She was wearing her mommy clothes, and she slipped into a dilapidated window into the sacred halls of the Capitol building. Pardon me, excuse me. The Capitol building, as cool as it looks, don't get me wrong, it's a cool-looking building. It's not sacred. Our Constitution with a concomitant bill of rights, that's what's sacred. But uh, now this, this new Speaker of the House is saying that he's going to go ahead and get to the bottom of what happened on January 6th. Well, he can start with freeing those people that are in those gulags. He's also going to address the, uh, the border crisis. But he was in a huddle with AOC, who's pro-border. Uh, crossing. So uh, that doesn't make any sense. And it was actually Mike Rogers who actually made a lunge for him and was held back from it. That's a congressman from Alabama. And he's a conservative Christian. So who is a rhino here? I right. Mean, you're talking about Mike Rogers who made a lunge towards um, Matt Gates. Oh, Matt Gates. Okay. I thought, it was, I thought it was Kevin McCarthy. No, 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 not at all. No, at Matt Gates. Uh, and that was, that was stopped. <laughs> Somebody actually had him like in a headlock and even put his hand over his mouth. I mean, it was it was quite a scene. He has since apologized. Matt Gates has accepted, and you know, but it did happen. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, there's turmoil in the Republican Party. That doesn't bother me at, at all. Uh, the thing is, is that the Democrats do walk in lockstep because they're commies. Yeah. yeah, but keep in mind, though, Flash. See, this is the illusion. Republicans are fighting, and Democrats are in lockstep. It's very easy. Kevin McCarthy got unanimous votes for minority leader. That's there's no nobody. There's no fight over that. Nancy Pelosi two years ago got the exact same 216 votes that Kevin McCarthy did. Now, I realize it didn't take 15 ballots, but they had people vote present who couldn't vote for Nancy Pelosi. uh, And they make this like it's so different, but it really isn't. There were people opposed to Nancy Pelosi. She couldn't get 218. She never did. She got 216. But with six people voting present, it was enough for her to win. Just like with Kevin McCarthy, 216 votes, six voted present, 212 voted uh, for um, Hakeem Jeffries. Don't know if you saw his speech. His speech was a disgrace. Wow. Wow. Now... There's three things that the, the, the uh, that Kevin McCarthy has pledged to do. That's address the border crisis. Also, get to the bottom of January 6th and uh, find out where the COVID-19 virus came from. We know where it came from. It came from a Wuhan lab in, in Wuhan, China. But we'll see. If he's a talk a lot, another talk-a-lot politician or not, we'll see. Tom will tell. Thanks. See Flash. No, no, he's not at all. Uh, they're going to do what they said they're going to do. Uh I mean, I think it's becoming more and more just self-evident that even people who before you would be deplatformed for it, now it's generally accepted that this did occur. I interviewed, I, please forgive me, I forget which expert it was, but one of the experts uh, from Fox News Channel that we interviewed talked about how, and we've, we've said it before as well, how COVID-19 
when you analyze it, it's not something that happened. It was engineered. It didn't it didn't happen in some wet market from from a bat and all of this. Uh, it was engineered. They know by studying it. I believe Fauci knows. I can't get inside his head. And, you know, we know what was in it for him. He kept denying it was terrible what he did. Wait till his ass gets hauled up to uh, come under oath before one of the committees. And he'll be I can't wait to see it because it's one thing to know in a deposition transcript that somebody said they don't recall hundreds of times. It's another when you get to see it. They have to have him in a public hearing under oath because this is the man who said he can defend every decision that he made. Meanwhile, when he was under oath, the only time ever, he said, I don't recall. I think it was like 170 times, something like that. 609-407-1450 phone lines are open. Your phone calls continue right after the break. It's 15 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. And I am very pleased to report that this portion of Hurley in the Morning is brought to us in part by Perfect Basement. And we've seen the damage that storms can cause. If rain leads to water in your basement or your crawl space, I strongly advise that you do as I do, not just as I say. Call Perfect Basement. For a completely free, no-pressure inspection for waterproofing, mold remediation, and foundation repair. They'll know the difference between a superficial crack in your foundation and something that you need to know about. They are family-owned. They're based right here in South Jersey. They're licensed and certified and accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Ask about discounts and special services for Realtors. Visit PerfectBasement.com. That's PerfectBasement.com. Tell Brian that Harry Hurley sent you to Perfect Basement. PerfectBasement.com. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. I know that Kevin spent well over a year putting together his commitments to America. I've gone over it, went over it yesterday in great specificity and great detail, and he signed his name to it. So that to me is we can hold him accountable in ways that no other Republican speaker has ever been held accountable. And I'll add this, too. And I've said this all week. Nobody wants to hear it. If Kevin doesn't keep his promises, I will lead the effort to remove him. I will say you didn't keep your word. And here's the last thing I'll say. You know what? Republicans got to learn something. When you win, you got to learn to win. And maybe the lesson out of this is they should have done this before January 3rd. Check out the Sean Hannity radio show later today, right here. Listen, the last time the economy looked like this, the stock market tanked. 
50%. The U.S. dollar lost 46% of its value, and the price of oil quadrupled. Yet while the U.S. economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300%, and silver rocketed over 2,400%. So if history repeats itself, we could see it happen again. Can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver rush of our generation? That's why I want you to call Gold Co. at 855-815-GOLD because when you do, you'll not only get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver, you could get up to $10,000 in free silver just for doing it. This is a rare opportunity, so don't miss what could be your best opportunity to protect your retirement savings. Call 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6, now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM. 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you very much. Great one. It is 22 minutes past the hour. It was pretty cool. I looked at the clock and it was 22 and 22 seconds. 2-2-2-2. Just caught that split second moment. I do that a lot with time. I catch certain things and, and, and then sometimes I'll equate them, uh, the time to a date, a special date like Margie's birthday and things like that. I seem to catch that all the time. Uh, welcome back to the Hurley in the Morning program. Atlanta County Commissioner John Risley will be joining us right after the 8 o'clock news break. He's going to update us on some things happening at the Atlanta County level. Mayor Charles Kane, the Auto Plaza at Galloway and Kane's Custom Carts. I know for a fact that Mayor Kane has a neat update because he shared with me uh, some things that were going on uh, the end of last week. Uh, so very exciting news coming up there. Uh, as always, and we'll update you on the bottom of the hour about this with three stories that you can follow on the digital platform of WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I'll throw a bonus fourth one in. Uh, I wrote a piece and I only got to meet Chuck Wepner, the Bayonne Bleeder, a number of years ago because of Glenn Lilly, who was the vice president of marketing, advertising, public relations, a whole bunch of things at the Claridge Hotel and Casino. And I met Chuck Wepner, the Bayonne Bleeder. So I have his very cool business card, kind of sepia, not sepia, actually. It's more like a bluish um, photograph of uh, when he knocked Ali down. Now, it's officially a knockdown, but I'm a boxing fanatic. So I can tell you, actually, Wepner did step on Ali's foot. It, it is a slip, but it's, it is listed as a knockdown. So Ali's on the ground, on his behind, on his back, and Wepner is above him, standing. So it's a pretty amazing photo. And he did go 15 rounds with Ali. Uh, the New Jersey Bayonne Bleeder, Chuck Wepner, is the inspiration for Rocky Balboa. There's no mistaking that. And in fact, he and uh, Stallone had a little difficulty that they were able to quickly resolve. And it, the evidence that it was resolved, Rocky Balboa actually uh, had Chuck Wepner as a sparring partner. And I believe it was Rocky too. So the Bayonne Bleeder, the inspiration for Rocky Balboa, and we tell a pretty neat little story, some of it firsthand because I personally talked to him about it, again, because of Glenn. So that's in there and three other stories that we're going to ask you to take a peek at, including my increased 
deer encounters. I don't know if it's happening to you, but I'm like, I'm like Dr. Doolittle now. These animals are like gravitating towards me. I've been having deer come at me five at a time, multiple occasions over the past couple of months. I finally decided to write about it. They're all over the place. The only thing they haven't done is talk to me. I walked out my front door. There were five deer staring at me, waiting for me. So there's something up with increased deer encounters. Uh, if it's only with me, then I need to write a book about it. But I, I sense that it's, it's not just me. And we've got more that we want you to follow on the, um, the digital platform. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. The buck stops with Harry. Exactly. How, oh, see the deer. Has the deer a little doe? <laughs> the answer is yeah, Can two bucks. That's the name of your book, The Buck Stops with Harry. That's a good one. I got pictures Great to prove day. it. I have pictures. They're, they, they're following me all over. Yeah, they're beautiful creatures. Yeah. They really are. Yeah, I, I do love uh, them. It's funny you mentioned that. I love deer. I don't want to hit one, though. And again, this morning, what inspired me to write the article, finally this morning, is another uh, close encounter. They're running in front of my car uh, all over the place. Zion Road, Burton Burton Avenue. I mean, they're just all over the place. Anyhow, you didn't call for that. No. So, Harry, um, uh, whenever you start talking COVID, uh, my antenna go up. And, um, you know, I, I like to get into this. So this, this is back in uh, February of 2020. There was a telephone conference call between uh, Anthony Fauci, uh, his then boss from the NIH, uh, Francis Collins, and some of the world's leading virologists, okay? And during that call, uh, it was discussed that uh, these scientists quote, all find the genome inconsistent with expectations from evolutionary theory. Um, the, 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 the scientists said that this uh, seemed to be have been manipulated. Everything that they could ascertain was that this thing had been manipulated. And I think they used the term engineered. Enge engineered, okay. So... As, and I remember this vividly because we had all those Fauci emails. When this got to Fauci, um, there suddenly was a scrambling, like emails back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, how we have to get together and discuss how we are going to handle this. This was coming from Fauci. Okay, so... This this uh, and this is this all comes from a free freedom of, of information act. Okay, uh, Christian Anderson, infectious disease expert from Scripps Research, he had warned Fauci. I'm reading this. He had warned Fauci that the virus may have been engineered in a lab, noting that he and several other high profile scientists all find the genome inconsistent with expectations from evolutionary theory. This business about the bats and the wet labs, it's all nonsense. I don't know, Harry, if we're going to live long enough for all of this stuff to come out, but one day they're going to write about this, and, and, and this, is, this is a um, 
a point of no return. This is a this is a Rubicon that we've crossed in this country. Um, I'm going to tell you personally. Do you remember when early on in this pandemic when they were asking people who had already had COVID and gotten over it to donate their blood? They wanted those antibodies to give to other people. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Okay, but then that suddenly stopped. Why? Okay, why is it that you and I were both around the same age in our lives whenever there has been some virus, some disease, some illness? Doctors have used every possible treatment to either cure, to ease or lessen the symptoms of, of these viruses, these illness, these diseases. But in this case with COVID, the narrative was that there was only, only, only one thing that could help you, and that was the, quote, vaccine. The natural immunity was, was they just blew that off. They blew off every single medication, treatment, monoclonal antibodies, ivermectin. When Donald Trump mentioned uh, hydro, uh, hydroxychloroquine, yep. Yep. They, yeah, they, they, they blew all of that off and only this vaccine was going to help you. Oh, by the way, uh, the how do they say once the truth is self-evident, you start to look at these things and they I give you credit because you picked up on a lot of them in real time. One of the most egregious of all the ones you mentioned was their unwillingness, even though other nations treated it very differently, their unwillingness to recognize that if you had the um, COVID-19, you developed the antibodies and the immunity naturally and how powerful. Rand Paul was also very vocal about how uh, Fauci and the rest of them intentionally were not allowing those who had it. See, I always believed if you had it, now we have different variants now, and this this latest one that I'm going to talk about later this week, the XBB, let's see if I get this right, XBB.1.5 uh, or something like that. There, the, I want to talk about that later in the week, but when you did have it, and those were the variants that were around at that time, whether it was Alpha, Delta, whatever, that should have counted as being vaccinated, and they purposely wouldn't do that, and that was dishonest. No, and you might recall that Israel was at the leading edge of research. They were doing research out the wazoo and, and reporting about natural immunity long ago. Now, um, and, and, and they're all, they, all the things that I have said that got me blocked on Facebook, thrown off, they're all admitting it. Uh, 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 Rochelle Walensky said that 75% of the people who died from COVID had at least four comorbidities. Right. She said the people who died from COVID were, quote, very unhealthy to begin with, which is what I said all along. If, you were, if COVID was going to kill you, then any serious virus would have killed you. If you had a bad flu, it would have killed you. Now, I, I don't know if there's a, fam a family thing. A friend of mine mentioned this to me yesterday because my brother, uh, his wife is home. He's got three children at home, okay? My brother has not been vaccinated. His wife, two of the children, vaccinated, boosted, 
throughout the, uh, this whole process. My brother has had the original COVID, never got it since. His wife has had it several times. The, 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 this most recent time, she's just getting over it now, was the worst one. She had it again. The other children had it again. Only my brother and the one child in his home who were not vaccinated never got it again. Okay, my sister uh, and her husband, uh, both vaccinated, boosted the whole thing. My sister has never gotten COVID. Her, my my brother-in-law did. I got the original COVID in March of 2020. I got over it in a week, didn't even take an aspirin. And in the past three years, since then, it's almost three years, March of 2020, I have literally been around thousands of total strangers from all over the world. You know I drive a limousine. I have people who sit in the car next to me with no masks, people getting off of planes from all over the world, and I have not had a sniffle, a sore throat, a cold in three years. Nothing. Okay? But I ha- But now, are you going to tell me that, that there's some benefit to me taking this vaccine? Why aren't they asking for my antibodies? Why aren't they asking for... For people to donate blood who have gotten over COVID and haven't had it. Well, that's a good point. Andy, I've got to run. We will further this again because I'm very interested in it. Uh, what they've never done, and I think that's going to change, but a lot of it might not change, unfortunately, until we have a new administration because they get to set the priorities, the executive branch. There's never been an interest in finding out the answer to these kinds of things, such as it when you've had it. I went 862 days, and I also was around a whole lot of people, never missed a day coming into the studio where most people were mailing it, phoning it in from home in different vocations. I went 862 days, and and I went to a big event in New York and got it, and then haven't had it since, thank God. I don't want to get it again. Uh, But, yeah, we should look into – now, keep in mind, with bubonic plague – with any type of uh, pandemic, Andy, there are always people that do re- very well and that some don't get it at all. And you should study their their blood to see the properties that make them not susceptible. Now, you you think like I thought. I went to Disney World. I came home. This was prior to the Super Bowl of that particular year. So going back two and a half years, whatever it was ago, uh, and I had a cough. And sometimes I felt like I had a fever, but I would take my temperature and I didn't. And I, I was fatigued and, you know, achy. And I, I, it was something I never had before and it wouldn't go away for weeks. But I worked through it. I came in every day. Sometimes I had to hit the cough button because the cough was really bad. Uh, And I swore once we found out about COVID-19 that I had it, but it was too late to test uh, after that. And nobody really did test back in the very beginning. So I thought I did have it before we even knew what COVID-19 was. And I remember talking to you and you had said the same thing. So maybe getting it uh, is, uh, Rand Paul has said this, is the best, uh, unless you die, uh, or you have long COVID or it makes you, you know, really wrecks you like it does. Andy, I, we do have to, I think, I won't speak for you. And, and you, you know, you don't ask uh, for me to have you speak for me. There are people that are being messed up by this very, very badly. 
So there are some people, it can be blood type, it can be comorbidities, but I know some regular people that were healthy and they've had long COVID and they haven't been the same since they got it. Then you see people that are testing negative within a couple of days after testing positive. So it's hitting different people in different ways. I've got to go to the break. I'm so late. Uh, More of your calls coming up right after this. Don't go away. This is the Hurley in the Morning program. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. 37 minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley, three stories you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. I've noticed increased deer encounters in Egg Harbor Township and Northfield. Have you? Check out my work on that piece. The 31st annual Chief Brown Super Bowl tailgate party. Uh, We're going to be promoting it. We're going to be visiting with Chris uh, later this week, presenting a grant on our own uh, to help out with the event. And so that we give you an update on that and 10 great golf courses in Atlanta County. Tom. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Temperatures are above freezing this morning, so all of our overnight shower activity was rain. There are some snowflakes to the north and west to start the day. Showers end by mid-morning. We clear to mostly sunny skies through this afternoon, and it'll be seasonable. High temperature 45, not bad. Mainly clear, low of 30 tonight. Increasing clouds tomorrow, high 46. 44, mostly cloudy Wednesday. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. If you have a... Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. Thank you. Welcome back. 42 minutes past the hour, 609-407-1450. We have an open phone line Coming up in about 20 minutes, Atlanta County Commissioner John Risley. And in this morning's final hour, Mayor Charles Kane, the Auto Plaza at Galloway and Kane's Custom Carts. If you haven't heard what Kane's Custom Carts are, uh, tune in at uh, just past 9 o'clock right after the break. Uh, Very exciting. And I know that um, Mayor Kane has an update because we had a conversation about uh, product 609-407-1450, open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, boss. Hey, hey. You all right? Yeah, quite all right. What's up? Well, what's what's up? Uh, Eagles uh, number one seed. That's up. Yeah, I told you that was going to happen. I told you we weren't going to play anybody. We spoon-fed you that game. And we're going to knock Minnesota out for you now. All right. Well, so yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota is about the luckiest team that I've ever seen in NFL history. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's they 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 stepped in it real good. You know, I have to say, I was going to hold most of my powder, keep my powder dry until nine o'clock after the first break. We're going to do Auto Plaza and Kane's Custom Carts in the first segment. Then we're going to talk Eagles uh, in the second segment. But the announcers, Ian Eagle and these other freaks, I mean, they, they it's like they're on the New York Giants payroll. I mean, they're national network announcers. When the Giants were down 19 nothing, all they kept talking about how great the Giants are, how great the Giants coach is, uh, that they, they, the Giants won't let the Eagles you know get away in this game. I mean, I never heard anything like it. I, I thought that some of the other teams that I've heard, I, I, 
I can't say this for sure because when you're a fan, that's short for fanatic. So sometimes your objectivity uh, can be questioned. But there's something about the Eagles that many of these announcers don't seem to like them very much. Yeah, I know. It, 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 certain announcers are like that. Tony Romo is gushing over the uh, Buffalo Bills, too. And it's, I, I'll get off the football. I'll leave you to do that with yeah. Charles King. But I called you for another reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, was listen, I was listening to your opening monologue, okay? And when you mentioned cell phones, this is, this is ironic that you just mentioned this this morning. Because yesterday I was on I-93 North out of Massachusetts heading to New Hampshire, okay? Uh-huh. And there was, a real bad, there was a real bad rollover accident between a car and an oil truck, okay? Mm-hmm. And it was by a river, so they had hazmat there and everything. They shut the whole highway down. I was parked. I shut the truck off, okay? And right next to me was a, 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 a mass, uh, a Massachusetts trans, the guys that do the communication lines, okay? Okay. It was right next to me on, on the highway. So I got out of the truck. I'm parked. Truck's off. I'm not going anywhere for a while. Backed up for five miles. So he gets out of his truck, and I started talking to him, and he said, we were, somehow we got on the issue of the four that got murdered in Idaho. And I said, yeah, man, them cell phones will get you, won't they? And he says, yeah, and he knows he puts those towers up, this guy, the cell towers. He mm-hmm. goes, yeah, they, they're pinging everything, aren't they? He goes, yeah, it's not the top. He goes, look three-quarters of the way up the tower. He goes, you see those ones that are coming out horizontal? Those those antennas are pinging you, pinging me, pinging everything on this highway and beyond. Okay? So, for real, if this kid's studying criminology... He really messed up with that cell phone on him, okay? Really messed up because he wanted to, you know, get well, away with and it. and evidently, I mean, based on the news reports about it, he was around there a lot before it even happened. So he was, you know, he just placed himself at the scene uh, in, in very incriminating ways. It was uh, – this guy supposedly was smart, but he – he turns out to, to to seem pretty dumb if he's if he's the guy that did it and he did it as they are saying because you know I always want to give you know the presumption of innocence. Uh, this guy's going to turn out to be really dumb and and having left the the bloody sheath uh, of the knife with his DNA, not just blood from the victims. I mean, it's it's uh, he's going to have a hard time in this case, I would think. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm talking to an expert that does this, you know, and he's telling me how, to, how it pings you. And, you know, everybody in this country, mostly everybody has a cell phone. You you, you can't hide nowadays. But anyway, I mean, he, he's Well, he's like, look, get... if he was smart, though, he could have got, like, a drop phone or something. I mean, he used his phone that could come back to him. I mean, this guy was, it seems like he's pretty dumb, actually. Well, they're thinking now... They're actually tracking him. He might have been at the uh, at the vigil That's for correct. one of the girls. Well, there's witnesses that say that he was. Yes, that's that's being reported. It's not confirmed, but it's being uh, it's been alleged that he was at the vigil. And that's I I remember saying that uh, 
I actually said that before I knew that that was actually something that was alleged because you have people that set fires. They, they, they're usually there watching the fire burn. Uh, and you see murder scenes where the person is there. Yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's something to that sociopath, that psychology, that they've got to do it. They've got to be a part of what they've done. So it's not, um, not really that unusual if he was at the vigil. It's 49 minutes past the hour. Matt, I've got to run. When we come back, we're going to get two more calls in. We did already tell you you were next, so you are. And you'll be right after that. I hope you'll hold on. Plenty of time for both of you next. This is Hurley in the Morning. Mark Levin. But I'm sick and tired of America being treated like it's not the land of opportunity. Oh, woe is me. They're holding me back. Everybody with a chip on their shoulder. Nobody's holding you back. Maybe you're just a damn loser. Mark Levin. Weeknights at 6 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, it's Mark Lee and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. Welcome back. 52 minutes past the hour. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hello? Harry. Hello. Harry? Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Harry. Uh, Hi. Listen. If I can, I'd like to start out by talking about uh, the Democrat sausage factory. Yes. And if the shoe were on their on the other foot, um, you know, the Dems would say, "See, we we don't rubber stamp anything. You know, uh, we have honest debate. Uh, we hold each other's feet to the fire." Uh, that's how that would be uh, reported. And, and by the way, what happened to Debate O'Rourke versus Hakeem? <laughs> Wasn't he their up and coming? Huh. Well, Beto, he's been busy losing election after election. Yeah, that's what I call him DeBeto. Um, you know, Friday night was such a great night here in Summers Point. And now you have John Risley coming up, and uh, they had the swearing-in uh, ceremonies as well as uh, the fire department and their officers. But let me give you a wonderful list and really good-looking people that were there. Of course, John Risley, Bill Gormley. Vince Palestina, who I said, I heard John Harry's show. She says, was I good? I'm, of course. <laughs> Don Guardian, Adal, Claire Swift. What a peach. Um, you know, and um, Bill Gormley, I have to say this. Where did he find the fountain of youth? He's been, uh, he was in office when I was in high school, at mainly original high school. He looks younger now, Harry. Oh, he's fit. He's tremendously fit. Yeah, he definitely, well, he works out. He takes care of himself. It's obvious, right? Yeah, and yeah. uh, um, I just wanted to say something, and, and I was trying to, his nephew is one of our council people, uh, Mike Owens, and that's his uncle, Bill I, Gormley. I didn't know that. And I, and I said, yeah, and so I'd like to say this, that um, before they rename another building in Atlantic City, like uh, Jim Whalen, uh, Boardwalk Hall, I think Bill Gormley is the one who really, who really earned that, and that's all I got. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. He, he did. They actually did something terrible. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk ill of the dead, but uh, naming uh, Boardwalk Hall after Jim Whalen is it's a disgrace. I mean, this guy blew in from Philly, didn't didn't really care about the area, uh, and I say that I say that um, with a lot of evidence to back it up. Stuck it to the police, bragged about it. All this video exists and audio. Uh, didn't care about, wanted to tear down the Carnegie Library. That would be gone if Jim Whalen had his way, uh, saved by others. 
And you could go on and on. I mean, Gormley is the one that got the money for the renovation of Boardwalk Hall, completely got the funding uh, for the new convention center. Uh, it's, it's, it's a disgrace. But this is what happens, though. It, it happens so often where the people that deserve it don't get it and the people who don't deserve it do get it. And that's why you'll never hear me. I just can't do it. I won't do it. I never refer to uh, Boardwalk Hall as uh, that person's name. It just isn't. It's not out of disrespect. Uh, it, it just was never deserved. He, they just had the the Democrats in the majority, and they did it. That that that's how that happened. Uh, under normal circumstances, that would have never happened. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Good morning. And um, just want to thank the Lord, Jesus, for um, the amazing recovery and um, the comeback of um, Hamlin, DeMar Hamlin. Oh, it's miraculous. What, what a tribute. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, the Buffalo game was amazing, the love. And it wasn't just, it wasn't just you know, the, the, the Buffalo Bills, you know. It was everybody... The United States fell in love with this man and, and were devastated by what happened to him. So happy that he is uh, not brain dead and, and just amazing. I, you know, I mean, the latest photograph is him sitting up. I think it's his mom to our left, but his right. And I don't know who the other person is, um, but he's completely alert. Uh, what they call it... Um, neurological function intact which is really really great news shocking yeah shocking but really not when you think about it because he had the greatest care you could get on the planet he was he was worked on from the moment that it happened and according to the fox news doctor dr uh jeanette neshwat she said that if you get to somebody within a minute it's a hundred percent that they will fully recover. If you get to somebody within two minutes, it's 80% that they will completely recover. And then it gets sketchy after that. Jim Carney locally, you know, he had this happen, you know, and he made a full recovery. He had the exact same thing, total cardiac event, heart stopped. He was brought back with CPR and the defibrillator, made made a full recovery. So if you get, if you get lucky, they can bring you back. Uh, if you happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, it, you, it's you're done. It's over. You can be alive and be brain dead. It was at nine minutes. But no, it, but see, it wasn't nine. Linda, you got to be be clear on this. He was never mm-hmm. nine minutes without being attended to. That's when you get no oxygen, no compressions. They started compressions immediately. And remember, his heart was. I don't believe his heart stopped. His heart was fluttering so it wasn't enough to get blood to the brain and to the other vital organs but they worked on him from the beginning so his outcome i always felt very good about his outcome because they never stopped working on him and they got on him immediately he wasn't nine minutes with his heart stopped and with no action being taken Hmm. you didn't look at it that Hmm. way before did you no, I, oh, I heard a doctor mention. Well, that. they said nine minutes because they, that's how long they worked on him on the field. But all during that time, they were giving him compressions and they twice, I believe, uh, hit him with the defibrillator. So it wasn't nine minutes straight with his heart not beating. 
That's why. That's yeah. why they're crediting all the the people that did the immediate care and all the doctors and everything. Because evidently, I mean, this was very hard. Uh, they had to hit him with the defibrillator at least two or three more times at the hospital. So he he was a young man that was in serious jeopardy, but his help, the professional assistance he got, could not have been faster. Well, no, no, I, I know that. Well, let me jump to Fauci. Do you remember in 2017 when he said that there was going to be a surprise outbreak that would occur when? During the Trump administration, and he said that more more uh, needed to be more needed to be done to prepare for a pandemic. Isn't that interesting that he said that yeah. in 2017? Oh, of course. He he, he knew when, when it was going to happen. Yeah. Under whose administration, and uh, and more. Had- because I think he and that whole world world health, world health organization and all of those uh, medical bureaucrats they all knew that this happened. They all knew it. I'm convinced they all knew it, and the truth is going to come out. And that's why it's very, very good that these oversight committees are going to be able to get him under oath. Linda, thank you. John Risley is next. WBGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3, Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. Five minutes past the hour. Joining us now is Atlanta County Commissioner John Risley. Commissioner, welcome back to Hurley in the Morning. Good morning. Good morning, Harry. Good morning to everyone listening. Good morning to you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, my friend. What's happening, John? What's going on? Just wanted to call in with a couple of updates uh, from county government. You know, I'm very passionate about county government, of course. And as a new chairman, I've been uh, busy with uh, looking at this upcoming year and the challenges that we're going to be facing. Of course, um, the uh, challenges are some of them are new. One being the uh, tremendous increase we've received in our health and health insurance costs. Uh, we've been looking for other alternatives, but uh, so far, because of the county's high experience rate, we're probably going to be staying right with the state health insurance program unless the administration finds something else. So that's that's the story with the, the health insurance. It's uh, one heck of an increase, 23%. Mm. Uh, all the counties and cities have been asking the state for help on this. That help has not come through as of yet, but we're still hopeful that, in fact, it will come through. So that's Yeah, Atlantic City was staring at something John Devlin told us last week, something like, or it was George Tibbet, I think, not John Devlin. It was uh, Council President George Tibbet told us uh, 80-some percent. Uh, increase so they didn't vote for it uh, because they don't think that's uh, that that is prudent and they're going to look to do better. So twenty three percent is also terrible, uh, but they were going to they wanted to sign on to something four times worse uh, in Atlantic City. And let me go back half a step. Uh, you've been on the Atlanta County Board of Chosen Freeholders for many years. You've been on the Atlanta County Board of Commissioners. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. My time with you goes all the way back to when you were on Summers Point City Council, and I used to attend those meetings. 
because I was uh, good friends with Wes, uh, Wes Wayne, uh, who nobody talks about, but is doing good work right now in Atlantic City. Uh, and obviously was fantastic as the uh, president of city council in your day. And also, um, and you became a future president of city council and also Wes uh, for a career as the administrator uh, for Summers Point did an absolutely phenomenal job. Uh, in all these years, though, uh, John Risley, this is the first time you've been chairman of the board, correct? That's correct, Harry. Uh you know, you don't have to be chairman to be effective. Um, and when other people, you know, wanted it very badly, I, I stepped aside to allow them to be chair. Um, this is my 23rd year on the board. And like I say, you don't have to be chairman to be effective. I've been very effective in many different areas. Uh, one that I'm very, very proud of, Harry, is... Um, my leadership on the South Jersey Economic Development District. And, of course, that's a district that held the aviation park. Mm -hmm. All right. And, of course, you know, it was called Next Gen. It was the laughing stock of the county because nothing happened uh, for a long, long time. And, of course, the district was bankrupt. I went on in 2012. Chairman Formica appointed me to that. And I've been on that governing body for many, uh, 10, 11 years. And it took us a number of years to get that economic district back on track. We had the Inspector General of the United States put a hold on transferring the property to Atlantic County until we met two pages uh, listing different requirements. And, of course, we did get a loan uh, from the Atlantic County Improvement Authority which I'm proud to say we paid back three years early. And all this um, work that we did on the uh, Economic Development District, which took many, many years of just quite frankly grinding along to get the, econ to get the aviation park up and running, was um, one of the things I'm very happy to see. And while I'm on that topic of the, the park, um, you know, the... Uh, Atlantic County Economic Alliance, which is uh, led up by Lauren Moore and Max Lusher and a lot of other good people there, um, we're looking at uh, the second building. The first building was a success. I think success, you know, breeds more success. So the second building, we cleared the ground, uh, three acres out there for the second building, and that we're putting a financing package together for that. We have, um, it's going to be about a $17 million building in that ballpark. Uh, we have um, a $3 million grant. We have a $5 million grant. And we're applying for a $10 million grant from the U.S. Economic Development Agency. So U.S. EDA for $10 million. So with those different uh, grant monies, uh, we hope to be able to start construction sometime, break ground anyway, this year to 2023. And uh, that's the future of our county is the aviation park. You know, I uh, so Cha many... Chairman John Risley, just just quick comment, and it's going to spawn additional dialogue from you, I'm sure. I agree with that whole narrative. Even the early days when people thought it was a big boondoggle and a big joke and, you know, a non-starter and all of this, 
when you look at that, we have the leading industry, the casino industry, and this the strength of this particular, I'll call it sector, uh, this this can make the Atlanta County area, uh, I, I don't want to jinx us, but near recession-proof going forward if we have this kind of economical strength uh, with two very big industries. So there used to be those that said, can't put all our eggs in one basket, you know, in the casino industry, the proliferation of gaming, you know, around the country and so on and so forth. Uh, This has, uh, I guess some people are shocked by it, uh, but this, this this is a big deal. It's a huge deal, Harry, because it, it and I, I didn't realize this either when I first got involved in this thing years ago. The aviation industry uh, runs off into many, many, many tentacles. There's so many different avenues this thing uh, runs into. Um, it's going to be the future of, of Atlantic County. Um, you know, and the Atlantic County Economic Alliance that was started about five years ago. Uh, was the best thing we ever did as a county for economic growth. And um, they're really, really working hard. In fact, they're partnering with um, the SJTA, South Jersey Transportation Authority, to develop a uh, maintenance, repair, and overhaul facility there. Uh, They're working with a a California-based company uh, to develop this facility. Uh, They're talking about over a million square foot of uh, space and and of course the other thing with the uh, aviation park is uh, uh, I want to see uh, uh, air cargo and I have an air cargo hub we have uh, I believe 400 acres uh, set aside for that and if we can be shipping our you know fruits and vegetables out of here efficiently that'll be another plus so, and of course, the, avi- the, the whole aviation industry, you know, they, they're doing experimentations on those vertical aircraft, uh, takeoff and landing, and drones. And it's just um, so many different areas uh, it, it, it includes. John, if you're available to do at least one more segment, hang in there. We'll come right back because I would like to um, ask you some of your goals, objectives. What are your thoughts? for the year 2023. Uh, I know because we follow this stuff very, very closely. Obviously, 2023 is a huge, you're not running for election this year, uh, but it's a huge, or are you? We'll talk about that. This three years does come around very, very quickly, uh, but it's an enormous uh, year, a very consequential year in terms of the entire legislature, all 80 assembly seats, all 40 Senate seats, There'll be several of the county commissioner seats and all the local action as well. Much more with John uh, with uh, John Risley right after this. Uh, John Risley is the chairman of the Atlanta County Board of Commissioners. With the chairman, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Calm. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 17 minutes past the hour. Welcome back. We're visiting with the chairman of the Atlanta County Board of Commissioners, John Risley. And I caught myself very quick because it, it is true. The three-year term, 
that the freeholder, I want to say the freeholder board, the, the board of commissioners, keep in mind, freeholder was forever. I, I don't even know if they ever slip at meetings. Uh, it's very hard. I, I do pretty good with the new title. But um, in any event, it is it is your reelection year. That rolls around quick, doesn't it, John? It sure does. It sure does. And uh, I'm just uh, been so happy about what's going on with Atlantic County Economic Alliance. I can't can't say enough good things about it. You know, it's not just um, the, the aviation park and all that uh, that goes with it. Uh, they're working to retain businesses here in the county. They're working to lure businesses here in the county. They're working with the... Um, Ducktown neighborhood uh, on a, on a pro- revitalization of the neighborhood. So they're doing a lot of other things as well. And it's the best thing the Lennon County ever did was create this. And uh, they're, they're doing so much good work. And that's the bright side. I mean, look, the air cargo is going to be huge when we can get to that point because of the growth of e-commerce. I mean, people are ordering stuff online. I know my wife gets stuff delivered here all the time to the house, and uh, it's just the way, you know, life is going. So, What would you say relative to your – I always talk to different candidates about it's a job interview and so on and so forth, and obviously the electorate knows you very, very well for many years at the local and the county levels as a school board member, as a member of Summers Point City Council, as a freeholder, as a commissioner. Uh, what would you say relative to your standing uh, in terms of this job interview that will be coming up this year? Well, you forgot my Linwood service and my Egg Harbor Township service. Oh, my God. So. How could I forget that? I do know of both of them. Uh, thank you for filling in the blanks. Yeah, in any Look, public service has always been a passion of mine since I was a very, very young man. That's why I ran for a Board of Education seat when I was 20, and I won, and I was president of the Board of 23. And um, I'll tell you, the best education, Harry, I ever received was being on a Board of Education because uh, you, you have to learn things, you learn things quickly, and you're exposed to so many things. But, uh, you know, going forward for Atlantic County, we have a number of challenges. The insurance is a big challenge. Um, You know, we are one of the few uh, counties in the state of New Jersey, just a couple of them, that have a nursing home. Most of them have sold them, got out of the business, so to speak. We have not. And this is something that uh, Commissioner Corsi and I are very united on. Uh, We believe that and I believe the whole board believes that it is important for us to have a county nursing home as a guarantee, yeah. as a nursing home of last resort, so that we have a guarantee for our residents. It's a beautiful thing, actually. Uh, and I, I'm very pleased that the county has always stuck with this, stayed with it, and that it's an important part of your um, your entity because it is. It's compassionate uh, and it's necessary. Yes, even though we, we we do lose money on it, no question about it, we lose money on it. But, you know, it's it's an important service uh, for the residents of the county. It's very, very important. Well, it's their home. Um, it's their home, literally. Yes. I mean. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, we, we do a lot of good things for people there, for, you know, our, our local people and veterans. Um, 
you know, look, we've had one of the challenges, Harry, we're facing is hiring. And that goes for the nursing home as well. We've had uh, hiring challenges there. We've had hiring challenges with uh, the jail. Um, We're short 17 officers there, but uh, we're trying to our best try to move things into a better light there for employees coming in. John, see if you agree with the statement, because I, I know I agree with me on this statement This has gone from where it was hard to get that job to where it is now hard to get people to do that job. Correct. Isn't that amazing? It it is amazing. And, you know, we have our new prosecutor, Will Reynolds, who's doing a a fantastic job. And we have our legislative team, you know, headed up by Vince Palestina and and Guardian Swift. And they are all committed to uh, enforcing the laws. Uh, getting the you know these bad people off the streets, and I do think that the topic for 2023 will be some type of an expansion to our current jail. Um, it's um, if you're going to get people off the street, you have to have a facility. What happened the last time that was brought up? Because I remember there weren't there plans and everything. What short circuited that the last time it came up? The, the the fact that we couldn't get um, additional staff, additional guards, okay, officers for the jail. Um, look, we take we're taking the women, the female prisoners from Cumberland County, but not the male. They wanted us to take more from Cumberland County. Cumberland County wanted to do that, but we can't do that. We're uh, we're maxed now, so. But they were willing, they were actually willing, if I remember, because I do remember now, it's all coming back to me. I cover so many things that I forget sometimes. Uh, I remember writing an extensive definitive piece on this as well. Cumberland County also financially wanted to participate, right? Weren't they willing to contribute to Atlanta County expanding? Yes, they wanted, they wanted to get out of the jail business altogether. And then, and then Atlanta County would have been totally into the jail business and that would have been taking care of both counties. Right. And, and it was led the Democrat in, in fairness, that was, uh, you know, the, the Democratic Party was the leadership there in Cumberland. And you know, we looked at it. And uh, in order to do all that was proposed, we'd have to hire another 39 people. And the, the problem is, where are you going to get them? Yeah. Because funding wise, they would have been happy to pay almost like a sending receiving district. They would have paid as sending districts pay per pupil uh, or receiving districts receive the compensation from sending districts, they would have paid for the, the folks that would have been there, but it was a matter of, could you staff it? Right. It's a, running a jail and looking at it from my standpoint, it's a very delicate balance, Harry, because everyone that comes through those doors has got problems. All right. And they got medical problems as well. And the county's got to deal with it. And everyone that comes to the jail is a potential lawsuit. So and as you know, jails are hard to build anywhere because no one wants them in their neighborhood. Correct. Correct. It's a very, very difficult situation. So it's uh, something we're going to have to look at and uh, really, really consider quite, quite carefully. Yeah. In, in, ter- in, in terms of let, let, let's 
talk about the ticket for a moment. Senator Palestina on the top. Then, uh, and I believe that's that's the highest office uh, statewide. Then you would have the two assembly people. Then you would have, are there any um, of the constitutional officers running this year? Uh, sheriff. So I that's, sheriff. I, did, I was aware of that. I don't know why I didn't just say that. Um, and I hear that Sheriff Scheffler is running because there were a lot of people saying he was not running. Uh, I hear he is running, but I have not spoken to him directly about it. But reliable people have told me that he's running. Uh, I think that um, Egg Harbor Township Committeeman uh, Joe is going to run, I think, although I'm not 100 percent sure about that. And I also have been told that there is a gentle lady candidate that is very close to announcing. So that, that all should be very interesting. Then you'll have um, the commissioner at large. Uh, is there a district seat up this year as well? Yes, District 3 would be Mr. Parker. Oh, there you go. Oh, my God, has that come around quick? Yeah, yeah. I just feel like we had a special election on that one, but there was a whole year, so his is more like a two-year term. Uh, so you have that. Uh, how do you feel? I mean, honestly, I, I, I talk about these races, you know, all the time for, for 31 years. And there are years where it could be disastrous for the Republican candidates. And then there are years that are very good for the Republican candidates. I, this seems to it feels to me that this should be a very strong Republican year, John. I, I think it should be. And of course, all of us as candidates, uh, want us to be judged, you know, by our, our own actions. You know, we all want to be judged, but that doesn't always work out that way. Uh, I know in 2020 when I ran, I had uh, Republicans uh, that hated Trump so much. They told me they're voting for Biden and going right down the column to send a message. Well, you know, that happens. I mean, not even just the, the Trump phenomenon, but if you have a weak candidate on, on the top of the ballot, uh, there's no doubt that that it hurts down ballot. You you've 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 experienced it all, John. You have run usually on the line. You've actually run off the line, and you won. You ran with Brett Schundler. I remember covering it vividly, uh, and you won off the line. So you you have found a way, and and I know you know this. Although I think that this is going to break this is going to break that uh, recent tradition. You have had a couple of the closest races in history, John. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've had some close ones. I mean, you had Risley landslides going for like two straight cycles, oh, yeah. a couple oh, yeah. hundred votes here and there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've won in the past by four 4,000 votes, no problem, you know, and other big, big victories in the past, you know. Uh, it, it so much depends on, you know, the, the mood of the the country and and so on and so forth and your timing as to which cycle you're on and um look i just try to do the very best i can every day i i believe in showing up uh the one thing that i said um at the reorganization meeting is that uh i believe the county should be strongly represented uh, at every activity every event yeah um just saturday night i was at the 4-h uh, uh, you know, giving out certificates for the different volunteers that have put the years in in service to 4-H. Um, 
They've got uh, quite an organization out there. They got twenty clubs, and uh, it's uh, it's a good thing for the county. It's a wonderful thing for the county. We're proud to be a big sponsor of the 4-H uh, organization. So. John, let me get the bottom of the hour break in. Let's talk more about this. Um, this. Um I don't know what to call it, philosophy that you, you just were speaking about, because what I've noticed is the Republicans are very united. I think Don Purdy is doing a phenomenal job. Senator Palestina has been from central casting, but I knew that's why I, I don't support many candidates anymore. I make an exception in your case and in a handful of others, including Senator Palestina, because you're worth it uh, and you do it the right way and you do it for the right reasons. Uh I'm not saying you wouldn't do it if you didn't get a paycheck, but I think if I can't speak for you, I think you do the job without a paycheck. You love public service. There are a lot of people that do it for ulterior ulterior reasons. You're not one of them. Uh, and one of the things that, that I have followed very closely over the years, I don't know if it's cyclical in nature, um, strategic, if it's uh, the fact that this is truly a um, – a swing county because over the years, although Republicans, I mean, Denny has been impossible to beat uh, Dick Squires before him, ditto. Uh, and Republicans have done very, very well. But we know this, though. We know that on two occasions, perhaps in the past 15, 20 years, Democrats came within one seat of taking the freeholder board majority. Uh, they had some switchers from Republican to Democrat and some some other things, but came very, very close. Uh, and then Republicans always you were able to stave it off. Now it's it, it appears like it's a Republican county. But if we look at the uh, party registrations, political affiliation, uh, it, it doesn't it, it doesn't bear that out. I mean, it, it just doesn't. And then there's more independents than there are Republicans or Democrats. So this is a county that from uh, Farley to McGann to Persky to Gormley to Whalen to uh, Brown to, you know, to, to Palestina. I mean, it, it, it's gone back and forth like that. This has all the makings, though, of a Republican era with what happened in and it and it really is um districts one got a credit test a whole lot uh district two what palestina was able to do with guardian and with swift because that was not happening before brown was able to break through uh but then you'd have two democrats whether it was when brown was an assemblyman with mazio and whalen the senator brown the senator with mazio and uh i forget the guy's name already um, and I'm not being a wise guy. I just can't think of his name at the moment. Uh, but they both lost uh, last time out, as you know, and District 3 even with Doerr and his uh, uh, folks, Durr rather, and his folks beating uh, Sweeney and his team, who appear to be coming, at least Steve Sweeney, I believe, is running for the seat again. So this has the makings of a Republican era, I believe, but as I've been saying, and we'll get your comment after the break, John, what I've been saying, and I've said this as recently as uh, last Friday with Senator Palestina, that this is the one you have to win, though, because if you get the two-year term and then it's in and out, gone, and then, then, then the next one gets the four-year term, 
and wins with their running mates. So I, I believe that this election is one of our most critical. And of course, that's the run up to the national election where the entire House and a little 35 seats in the Senate and the presidency are up. And then that will be uh, the race for governor the year after that, where I believe that Jack Cittarelli will become the governor. So there's a lot. There's a lot going on. And the consequences of this election are extremely meaningful. We'll be back with the chairman of the Atlanta County Board of Commissioners, John Risley, right after this. I'm Hurley in the morning. And this is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, all because of you. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Thank you, Harry Hurley. At 33 minutes past the hour, visiting with uh, Chairman Risley. We have an article on the increased deer encounters in Egg Harbor Township in Northfield. And I think it's beyond that. But I'm speaking about two that I run into them all the time. Not literally, thank God. Uh, The 31st annual Chief Brown Super Bowl tailgate party. uh, We'll be promoting that, and we do in this column today. And 10 great golf courses in Atlantic County. And a bonus fourth article, New Jersey's Bayonne Bleeder, the inspiration for from the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. Road conditions are damp. We still have a bank of showers pushing west-east across New Jersey, so our weather a little blah and inclement to start the day. But we should clear to mostly sunny skies by midday into this afternoon. High temperatures today, seasonable, cool, 45 degrees. Mainly clear and chilly tonight, low of 30. Increasing clouds in 46 tomorrow, mostly cloudy 44 Wednesday. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. We're investing. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're back. It's 39 minutes past the hour visiting with Atlanta County Board of Chosen Commissioners Chairman John Risley. John, I teed up a lot there in my little uh, mini monologue going into the break about how consequential these elections are. See, for me, the way that I view it as someone that studies these elections, how you perform this year sets the tone for what happens the next year and then the year after that at least. It's, it's, I think it's like any superintendent will tell you they're always looking at three budgets, last year's, this year's, and the next year's. Uh, and I think any good executive in, in business and industry, not just government, will tell you the same thing. This is why I think Jack Cittarelli is one of the great retail candidates of our lifetime because he never forgets how important the um, the local races, the county races are, and the state races in advance of when he will be running because the atmosphere that he's going to see uh, a few years down the road begins with what happens this year. I'd be shocked if you don't agree with that statement. No, I, I fully agree with that, Harry, and uh, I just want everyone to know that, you know, we have 23 municipalities in our county, and everyone is important, from Hamilton to Atlantic City. Um, we're going to stay strong. You'll you see that the far majority of them are Republican-run, so people are have been satisfied with the Republican Party. Look, I think we've We've put forward uh, better qualified candidates over the years. 
And I think that's the reason, you know, why we've been successful. We have a great county administration headed up by Danny Levinson. Yep. We've got great staff uh, in the in the county commissioner office. Um, Sonia Harris retired after 40 years, but what she did was she, she teed up uh, the performance and the uh, the professionalism of the ladies that we have in there now. Yeah, uh, she's responsible for that, and uh, we've got a great staff there now. The county generally, we've been hit with really a wave of retirements. Uh, that I've been attending different uh, retirement parties for, and uh, we're going to see that probably continue. And, of course, the other thing that's continuing with no answer in sight is the pilot litigation. Yes. The the state continues to uh, fight us on it, and they go for extensions of time. They file this brief, that brief, and the county has to file a brief back, and has delayed, 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 delayed. Uh, so, um, what's what is it? Status quo until such time there's a final decision. Yeah, it's uh, look. It's it's going to go back to the uh, appellate court, as I understand. It's going back to the appellate court. It'll be kicked around there, and and hopefully we can get a decision and get this behind us because. It is costing the taxpayers money. Yeah. John, I, I want to t- take a, a, a little bit, not a detour, but it's still economic in nature, and it's a critical it's a critical question, and we've got maybe about three minutes. I really want to hit this hard. Uh, and it's going to sound political to those that just want to take it like I mean it politically, but I, I mean it um, as sincere as anything that I could say. It's so important that Republicans stay in control here at the county level. Uh And the reason I say that is I know how hard Democrats have fought to get the majority of the former freeholder board and now board of commissioners. And they came close and how much they want the county executive position. So I've always said pray for Denny Levinson's health uh, because the amount of borrowing capacity that Atlantic County has available I would put it up against any model in the country in terms of how little of what could actually be borrowed. In other words, indebting the the taxpayers, it, it could be completely opposite of what it is. And if Democrats got in there, they would start to borrow like it was the end of the world. And, John, I think you know that. That's their philosophy. You're, you're, you're absolutely correct, Harry. The county has a strong double A bond rating, and we've had a strong uh, bond rating over the years, even when, uh, you know, the COVID hit, and even when the casino revenues were down, uh, the county still had a very strong bond rating. It didn't didn't go down. And John, let me give an example. If the listener out there has a $1,000 credit card, and you had $993 available, that that's called debt to equity ratio. That would be that would be great on your credit report. It would say, wow, you're a very responsible uh, borrower. You have so much of your available credit line available. The County of Atlantic, I, don't, I, I lose track sometimes, but I think it's over 95%, has like 90 high percent availability. That's unheard of in government, John. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, and that is decades in the making. That didn't happen in five minutes. 
because a different philosophy of governance, and we would be talking about half of the borrowing capacity is not available or 60% or whatever it would be, 70% or even higher. So to voters, to listeners, understand, they always say you get the government that you vote for. Uh, This could be a very different story if we would have had different people. No, you're correct. This goes back decades, many decades. Uh, Atlantic County has been very prudently managed. And, uh, you know, we as Republicans, we don't believe in going overboard on things. Um, we, We address services. We want to provide the needed essential services that the cities cannot provide for themselves. That's the purpose of county government. We try to provide those services as efficiently and as cost-effectively as we can. And that's what our mission is. And, and that's another point I'd like to make, Harry. Um, my, my goal is to keep our board on track with what our mission is and not go off the rail with other, other topics uh, that uh, we're not involved with. We've got to stay focused, stay focused on Atlantic County's growth, and that's what it's all about because if we can uh, lure more industries into this county, it's better for the rateables, it's better for people spending money, it's, it's, the, the benefits are innumerable, and um, can't really say enough good things about economic development. In fact, uh, I have a meeting tonight in Millville of the Atlantic County Economic Development District, and there's some things going on there. Our current uh, director, Lou Joyce, will be retiring soon, and we're looking at um, what we're going to do going forward there. And uh, at 12 noon, I have a budget meeting, so I'll be better educated on what we're looking at for uh, 2023. Hey, John, for today, I'm going to just say this as we say goodbye. I'm very happy that you're the chairman. I think you deserve it. You you, you always have been a team player. Uh, and after all these years, you know, you are the chairman now. Uh, and I always say this, when you succeed, we all succeed. So we wish you great success. And let's um, let's do some regular stuff, maybe like at least once a month uh, from the chairman's corner. You, you can share with us what's happening. And we'll do what we always do. We'll stay close. Sounds good, Harry. Thank you again for the opportunity today. Good to talk to you, Mr. Chairman. That is Chairman John Risley, Chairman of the Atlantic County Board of Commissioners. When we come back, I'm going to give you an idea how fast things can change. We just shared, um, John shared his thoughts. I shared my thoughts about how why it's important that we have the philosophy of governance that we have in Atlanta County. When we come back, I'll give you an example, unrelated, but an example of how quickly Things can change. We'll be back in just a moment. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. At 53 minutes past the hour, it's Harry Hurley. I'm asking you to join United Methodist Communities at the Shores in Ocean City. On Thursday, January 19th at 9 a.m. for an abundant life workshop for seniors. You can enjoy a light breakfast while guest speakers share the meaning of abundance. Learn about meditation, brain health, music therapy, and United Methodist Community's core values. If you're considering senior living options for yourself or a loved one, I recommend the Shores. 
Transitioning to the Shores is easy. Move in and experience the abundant life. The Shores is fully remodeled with private apartments, two beautiful restaurants, a bistro, an on-site fitness center, and transportation and local shopping. Best of all, it's just three short blocks to the Ocean City Boardwalk and Beach. Join the Shores for a community event to learn about abundant life for seniors. Thursday, January 19th at 9 a.m. at 2201 Bay Avenue in Ocean City. To RSVP, please call Brooke. Tell her I sent you early in the morning. Call Brooke at 609-391-6335. That's 609-391-6335. I wish I would have saw this while John was here. I hope that uh, Chairman Risley is still listening because Kirk Conover, who knows a little bit about this stuff, he was the chairman of the Atlanta County Board of Chosen Freeholders and a New Jersey Assemblyman. Kirk, and I know Kirk doesn't say this lightly, it it makes it even more special. John is the finest elected official the voters could ever have. He does the job for the right reasons. He puts in the work required to achieve results. He is a workhorse, not a show horse. Hey, Kirk, is that plagiarism? Uh, And if, if I can say it, when John Risley says it, John Risley means it. I love it. I wish I would have uh, got a hope to John's listening. And Kirk, I didn't see it until during the break. Usually I, I, um, I'm i on top of that. I guess I was just very into the interview. I didn't even hear my phone ding when you, when you texted in. Uh, let me share with you my example. And, and I really do believe that this, um, this is saying a lot. When you, when you think about it, Less than a year ago, I mean, it's crazy when you think about it, but less than a year ago, the Super Bowl champions, the defending Super Bowl champions are the Los Angeles Rams. One year later, they're 5-12. and 12. Now, look, a lot of it was injuries, key injuries, but still, they're 5-12, and 12, and there is talk that Sean McVay might resign that he's ready to quit he might not now this decision is supposed to happen promptly so i'm not confirming that he's leaving but less that this still stands as i think a very good analogy to how quickly things can change they won the super bowl less than a year ago they're five and twelve the next season and the head coach is talking about possibly resigning. Now, would you have thought that? That's how quickly things can change. This is why when I was saying um, my my little piece with uh, Chairman Risley about how this election in 2023 is huge because it sets the stage for 2024 and, of course, for the off year when there are only two governorships up in 2025 and that would be new jersey and the commonwealth of virginia so it's huge and i'm telling you if all goes well and it should but there's always room for things to go sideways or even worse to go backwards it should be a very good environment this year i mean i I see testa and palestina look i'm not a hundred percent sure i like ed durr uh Steve Sweeney's not a joke, though. He's got a million dollars already on hand. Now, his 
third district is even tougher to be a Democrat than it was. So that 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 alone is going to make it difficult, no matter who Sweeney's running against. And there's no doubt in my mind that Durr is going to run again. And that is a Republican district now. And it, it but it was even composition wise, it was Republican even when Sweeney used to win. Remember, Bill Hughes used to win and then Republicans won everywhere else. And it just didn't matter. Nobody cared. I didn't care that he was a Democrat. I voted for Bill Hughes many times. I didn't care he was a Democrat. So don't look at something right now and think, you know, you're in the catbird seat. This is going to last 100 years. It can change like that. And you just have you you're left to them wonder what happened. What changed? A lot can change. What happened? Think about this. Sweeney was making a lot of bad calls. He he was meddling with Palestina. He didn't let Palestina get sworn in. He was doing a lot of bad stuff. And, of course, he was doing a lot of stuff that a person in his position does around the state. I forget the Republican who did this, but he was uh, campaigning uh, for other stuff in Washington on Election Day, and he got smoked out of office several years ago. You never know when the American people have enough of you, when they have enough of a certain environment, atmosphere, things that are going on. Uh, The Commonwealth of Virginia, I promise you, the only reason that Glenn Youngkin is the governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia is because Terry McAuffle said that parents should have no say in what their children are taught in the classroom. And that that challenged the sensibility of regular people that were just incensed by that. And then they ran for school board seats with all the critical race theory crap and all this other stuff that was in effect. And then you still have a school in Virginia that didn't give people their their knowledge that they were recipients of really high praise that only 3% get. And they did it. They lie about it, but they did it because they didn't want other people to be upset that they had achieved. That's the crazy stuff that's going on. PGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Mayor Tr- From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. We're back. It's five minutes past the hour. Very pleased to report that it is Mayor Charles Kane and the Auto Plaza at Galloway Township and Kane's Custom Carts. Let me remind you, and this is a um, good number to keep in your Rolodex. Hasn't changed in decades. 609 646 2447 at 609 646 2447 for the Auto Plaza at Galloway Township and Kane's Custom Carts uh, at 285 West. Whitehorse Pike in Galloway Township. We're going to talk Auto Plaza and Kane's Custom Carts first, and then we will get in to the fantastic news about the Philadelphia Eagles 
And our preseason selections, Mayor, we won't talk about it now, but they held up. We, we, had, we had some in the peanut gallery uh, going crazy. I also am prepared this early on, yes, even before Super Wild Card Weekend, I am going to give my prediction of the Super Bowl matchup later in the hour. Mayor, I'm ready to do it. I'm going to do it, Mayor. Good Monday morning, Mayor. I'm, I'm curious to see what this one's going to be. Okay, I can't wait to share it with you because I have not shared it with you off the you air. You know where I've been all along, so we'll co- yeah we'll compare notes. You know right. where I've been all along, so we'll compare notes. You got it. Fair, fair comment. What we'll do? Well, I think what we'll do when we go to the next break, we'll simultaneously text each other with our predictions. Uh, mine, mine's ready to go. I've actually written it down on my little one-page uh, cheat sheet that I keep here every day. Uh, I wrote it. Uh, before we went on the air, before we started the show, not before we started your show. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Mayor, give us an update. The Auto Plaza at Galloway Township first, and then I want to talk about Kane's Custom Cart. Okay, there you go. You did it before the break. Uh, this is similar. This is similar. Uh, I will send mine in just a moment. Mayor, give us an update on the Auto Plaza at Galloway Township first. Well, I know we'll come back to that, Mayor, but I have not wavered. That is, um, I know. That is the uh, pick I made in the beginning of the year, so we'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Um, great news with uh, uh, the Auto Plaza at Galloway. Um, we uh, have everything in place. We are open. The only thing we're waiting on is the phone, uh, the main phone line to be transferred. We do have phones in place, but uh, the main line has not been transferred over the year yet. Um, we're hoping that'll be done uh, this week, uh, and uh, that'll get us open there. And uh, we're already uh, uh, selling cars, um, and uh, we're you know, to um, a great season. And uh... now, Mayor, relative to the Auto Plaza at Galloway Township, at this point in time, are we talking about sales, or are we talking also service as well? Uh, sales, uh, we will, we have service open services, taking care of the uh, vehicles that we currently have there that we're getting prepped and ready for sale. Um, and once, uh, we get caught up with that, we will be opening, uh, for limited, uh, service and then full service eventually by, um, uh, late spring, early summer. Fantastic. This is great news. It's wonderful news. Now on the Canes custom cart front, uh, you have product now, correct? We do. Uh, I, I actually showed you uh, the first load coming back, uh, which is exciting. Um, we, we have several models there now. Um, we are waiting on a large shipment uh, of, of rental units, which uh, we're very excited about. That should be uh, hopefully uh, within the next uh, 10 days, and uh, it's, it's exciting. Uh, the website will be going up live hopefully next week. You'll be able to go right online and uh, uh, view, all, view, view the inventory. Uh, you'll be able to book your rentals online. Uh, if you're camping in the area or visiting the area and you want to rent, uh, rent, rent a vehicle, you'll be able to do that. Uh, we're excited about it. This new website's going to be really dynamic. We're, we're uh, imploring, uh, putting some new technologies in place that we're really excited about. Uh, looking how uh, excited about how it's going to be when it goes live. So hopefully that'll be uh, late this week, uh, latest early next week. Um, we're very, very excited about that. Long ago, you know, you took what, what boxes, wooden crates, and slapped some wheels on them, and you had your custom cart. This ain't that. These custom carts are next level, aren't they? 
it's matter. I, I've had a few people stop by because uh, we, you know, I'm out the store uh, quite a bit now, and um, uh, people stop by to congratulate, say hello, and the first thing they do when they see, you know, the, the product that we have and the product that we, the product we got is, I want to say, kind of middle of the road. And um, uh, they're looking at uh, th this product and going, oh, my God, I didn't even know you could get something like this. Um, it, it is, it is uh, pretty amazing uh, the, 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 the way these uh, LSBs, golf carts, have evolved. Um, and it's an industry that's related to, to double from $13 billion to $26 billion in the next three years. So wow. it's, a, it's definitely an industry that's poised for growth. Um, and uh, we're hoping that it's gonna, we're going to see that growth right here in Atlantic County. And, Mayor, I know you believe in it. I mean, you're doing it. You're in business. You believe in it that much. What is it about the custom carts that's so appealing? Well, you know what, Mayor? Our tagline is, uh, you know, it, it's Kane's Custom Carts, uh, a neighborhood vehicle company. And you've heard me uh, preach this on the radio. I believe that any time that you can you know, traverse your neighborhood and, and not have the barriers. Uh, I believe this with community policing as well. When you get officers on bikes and on foot patrol, whenever you can break down those barriers, and, and the bar by barriers I mean that door and the, uh, the, the, the window on the side and that closed compartment that you, you rush past your neighbor's house with, um, I believe that these neighborhood vehicles help bring a sense of community to the neighborhood. Um, you know, the chance of stopping to say hello to your neighbor or at least waving or um, doing that throughout your neighborhood, I think it just embraces and brings back that sense of community that um, we, we've been lacking and missing so much. And, and this country definitely needs that. You gave me a great follow-up question. I, I don't think I would have thought about this otherwise. I remember um, in Ventnor for years and years and years, Grace Creamy became Grace Davis, and she drove a Cushman. This little thing was so nimble, so small, and she drove that for years. Um, so that's one aspect of how public safety uh, can use utility vehicles or whatever you want to call them, custom carts in the Kane era. Uh, could you see this as something that perhaps even during summer, for example, spring and summer, where there would be a potential law enforcement application for something like this? Absolutely. I think, um, you know, look, at they're used in all types of capacities right now with municipalities, law enforcement agencies, uh, colleges, uh, you know, even large corporations, uh, a lot of condo associations, all those, you know, those individuals are seeing the benefits to, um, you know, these, the, the, the maintenance involved on a low-speed electric vehicle as opposed to a hybrid or something of that nature is minimal. When I tell you minimal, I mean, you can, you know, if you have, uh, based on 13,000 miles a year, if you have average services on a car um, versus a low-speed vehicle, there is no maintenance on a low-speed vehicle. If, um, if you're not uh, dealing with lithium batteries and you're dealing with uh, the previous lead-acid batteries, checking them from time to time to make sure that they're, they're clean and full is about the only maintenance you're going to have, air pressures and that kind of stuff. So uh, there's, a, there's a real savings to um, municipalities, law enforcement agencies, colleges, large corporations to have these in their fleet um, as opposed to um, combustion engine vehicles. Yeah, you're, you, you, you nailed it. I mean, you're right. I, I brought up law enforcement, colleges. I mean, really, the, um, the applications are almost endless. I mean, they could be anywhere you use vehicles, you could employ these, couldn't you? And the great thing is, if you look at the, the, the way, you know, uh, cars have evolved over the years, and a lot of manufacturers went to universal plastic, 
you could build products for all over the country on, on one single platform. If you think about that, that's the way a golf court has been built uh, for, for decades. I mean, it's a single platform that can be many, many configurations can be put on that platform. If you think back to, I'll tell you what it really likens to. If you remember when Lee Iacocca came out with a Chrysler K car. Of course. Um, and, you know, that was a transformative vehicle for Chrysler Corporation and got them out of bankruptcy and, and actually catapulted them to one of the big three again. Uh, the golf cart is exactly the same way. I mean, it's a metal flat frame, and that frame can be expanded on for any type of use you have. Um, so it can be adapted to anything you possibly need, um, and that's that's what is really driving this industry. So you have the, the, the retail market, the residential market that, um, you know, is growing, again, creating that sense of community, making things easier, especially with stay-at-home, uh, people staying at home working now. Uh, no need for a second car in a lot of cases. Uh, this fills in that gap very nicely. Um, so there, there are so many benefits to doing this. And then, you know, the greatest benefit of all is zero emissions. Yes, without a doubt. And remind our listeners, Mayor, then we'll go to break. Uh, also, Bob Progner, third man in the booth, may or may not arrive sometime this hour. He's on an appointment. He's been texting me with his time schedule. And 9.15 looked good. Uh, until it didn't. So we'll see what happens there. But we're going to come back and we're going to talk Eagles. We're going to remind everybody that we nailed our preseason predictions. Uh, The Eagles are exactly where Charles and I thought they would be, which is pretty fun, especially considering some of the um, the, the knuckleheads that uh, came down on us, that we were just fanatical lunatics for believing that the Eagles would be this good this year. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about yesterday. We'll find out if the mayor was there. Uh, and let's get let's get the break in now. We'll get it in now, and we'll come right back. Don't go away with Mayor Charles Kane. Uh, this is our monthly visit about the Auto Plaza at Galloway Township and Kane's Custom Cards. I, I'm telling you, I see these everywhere, and I don't mean right now. I see them a bit, a bit right now, but I believe as Charles um, unleashes his business plan, I see so many applications. For these custom carts. I mean, you, people are going to want them. They're going to want them for a variety of purposes. Uh, at 17 minutes past the hour, we'll be right back. This is the Auto Plaza at Galloway Township and Kane's Custom Carts with yours truly early in the morning. Don't go away. Here's what's trending now on the WPG Talk Radio app. Clean Ocean Action is holding a press conference today in Atlantic City where a dead whale was found washed up on the beach near Boardwalk Hall on Saturday to demand specific actions from President Biden. Stockton University is looking for residents with access to multiple red maple trees and who are willing to invest the time to collect and process sap into syrup this winter. For more South Jersey news, download the WPG Talk Radio app from the world's playground. This is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 21 minutes past the hour with Mayor Charles Kane. It's the Auto Plaza at Galloway Township and Kane's Custom Carts. Now we turn the page to Eagles longtime season ticket holder, Mayor Charles Kane, who 18 weeks ago with me, we made forecasts that almost make us uh, Kreskin slash Nostradamus because the Eagles season that we predicted came exactly true, wins and losses, and, of course, best record in the entire NFC, winning the NFC East. You cannot overstate, Mayor, how important yesterday's game was. 
Uh, well, you know what? It, controlling your own destiny is something you always want to have that option of. Uh, and Philadelphia looked like looked like to us fans that they were going to possibly squander that. And then, obviously, the outcome of yesterday's game, uh, you know, they, we, we, we end up with the number one seed in that all-important buy. Um, and, and, you know, look, the game yesterday, seeing Hurts back in the game, and, and I guess them keeping him in the entire game when they really didn't need to, was just a testament to showing that, look, he's healthy and Philadelphia fans, you've got nothing to worry about going into, um, uh, you know, the NFC championship game. Without a doubt. Although I did listen very closely and, and read very closely comments from head coach Sirianni. And he said that Hertz was hurting during that game. Uh, so he, and, and I thought he was throwing all along. They come out and say he didn't start throwing till last Thursday. Um, he, I'll tell you what, I think, you know, they, they have to be very careful because they can't lie. Bill Belichick over the years, you know, has always been accused of not coming clean with the severity of injuries. I think that Hurts was even more hurt than we know. Well, look, that's that's reason why this this winning yesterday, uh, controlling your destiny and getting that by is, the, you know, was was. Uh, Number one business to handle. They got it handled, and uh, you know this gives them now that time to watch things unfold next week and to prepare for your your opponent in two weeks um, and get healthy. And uh, you know I, I confident that uh, when I mean, listen to me, I just said Wentz. I can't believe I said that. Okay. I'm confident that Hertz uh, Hertz has the ability. Uh, I'm, I'm picturing him on the sidelines at Washington yesterday. And uh, uh, but anyway, um, you know, I'm confident he has the ability, even at 80 percent or 70 percent or 60 percent. Look, he's an elite quarterback in this league uh, and has the ability to lead this team with weapons he has. Uh, I feel very comfortable going into the playoffs. I really do too, and especially he'll have two weeks. So this is very, very fortunate. If he had to come right back, um, I think it's a whole different story. So the bye week couldn't be more strategic, obviously with Lane Johnson and with Sweat. I think that um, all of them may play uh, in two weeks. Uh, I'm pretty confident two of the three will. I'm almost as confident that three of the three will. So that's good news. And it really shows you that they were playing for something. Uh, Now let's reveal... Uh, it's it's similar our our picks, but we at the beginning of the year, I have not wavered on the Eagles, nor have you. I have not wavered on my AFC choice, nor have you. Reveal the Super Bowl uh, as you see it, and then I'll share mine. You know what? Did you send me yours? I'm I'm going to guess at yours. I think I already know who it is. Uh, I'm going to send that back to you real quick. Okay, and I did text because... you. Yes, but go ahead. Oh, I did. I, I got your text, and it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. I, and because you're right, you you have not wavered no, on this. No, so you go first. Um, I'll go second. So, uh, well, I I I have said from the beginning uh, that I I thought it was going to be a Eagles Philadelphia Eagles Buffalo matchup in uh, Arizona, and uh, I think there's a very good possibility of that. Your pick, though, I have to tell you, there's a very good possibility of that too. I, I just feel very, very strongly. I think that um, the Kansas City Chiefs are the best team uh, in the AFC. Now, here's the tricky part, though. Uh, I especially, part of my pick was the Chiefs with the number one seed and having in the AFC championship game, if they get there, having the home field advantage. Because as you know, 
playing in that stadium with that noise. I mean, it, it is fanatical yes. in there. Now, if it's the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills in the AFC, AFC Championship game, I know everybody's just bending over backwards to commend the NFL with how they've handled everything perfectly. I'm not one of them. They wanted to play that game. I don't care how much they lie. They told Joe Buck, tell the teams, you know, tell America that the, the game starts in five minutes. Uh, the former Eagle, Troy Vincent, who's executive VP of the NFL, says that the league never said that. So then what do you call him, Joe Buck a liar? You, really, Mayor, do you think Joe Buck made that announcement without getting that directly from the league? Uh, hell no. With the way that was and people were holding Mayor, their breath. I am not a huge. Go ahead. I am not a huge Joe Buck fan at all, but I don't believe in any shape that that, that was that was fabricated by him. I believe he got the direction. He understood what was going to happen, and he announced it. Right. So, so, um, so now they come know, up with this cockamamie thing that, that Buffalo gets screwed, too, because they, they don't get to play a game that could have made a big difference. Uh, that's wrong. Uh, I just think that's terrible, and and this has nothing to do. I'm um, you know I I keep Demar uh, Hamlin's picture here on my console every morning until he's out of the hospital. I got it right here now. Uh, but this is bull the way they work this out. So you play the whole season, and now if if it's the Chiefs and the Bills in the AFC Championship game, it will be played at a neutral field. That's crap. Yeah, I tell you that that's. Uh, you know, to not what did you, what did you play for? Yeah, what did you play for? Exactly. You know, we could have said don't yeah. play anything. We'll just well, why don't we pick the teams we think are the best, and then we'll pick neutral fields. I mean, this is just stupid to me. They could have figured out a better way. They're getting nothing but accolades. Uh, but I, see, I remember when and somebody posted this on Facebook when Tim Tebow prayed and got on his knees. Uh, and he got he had the Tebow uh, I do pose, if you remember, uh, on one knee. Uh, yep. I mean, that, that basically ran him out of the NFL. Now, now you're allowed to pray. It all of a sudden changed. So I'm so sick of these hypocrites. I can hardly stand it. Remember when you had Texas had a horrible uh, assassination of some uh, either troopers or police officers. And they, the Dallas Cowboys requested to wear something on their uniform. Goodell said no. So they're so hypocritical. They're so inconsistent with everything they do. I have no respect. Uh, I think Adele has to be fired. He can shove his plane you know where that he gets for free and his $40 million a year and all the other fringe benefits. I, I think he's terrible. But I, I think it's an awful resolution to play an entire season and get screwed like this. And I think they, they both teams got screwed, not just the Chiefs. So part of my calculus, I'm staying with my pick, Mayor, but part of my calculus was the Chiefs having the home game in the AFC championship game. Uh, they're not going to have that now. And I think that matters. Have you noticed? Not in all cases. Eagles have been a great road team this year. I think they only lost once. But they've lost more at home than they did on the road. Two at home, one on the road. And obviously the two are, are a fluke just because of, of Hurts being out. And then how do you explain Dallas? Dallas beats the Eagles, of course, with Minshew, and then they get smoked. Washington now has beaten both Dallas and Philadelphia. That that statistic right there is, is, is almost insane when you think about that. I know. I mean, Washington has, has been able to dismantle the two top teams in the NFC 
uh, East, uh, and, and 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 you know, and with playoff implications, which is which is scary. I, I listen. I agree too. Now I don't know. I was reading a little bit on the story last night and this morning. Um, I don't know if they picked the neutral location yet, but you know, weather comes into a play. Dome Stadium comes into play. Open yeah. Stadium comes into play. Yeah. There's so many things. Like you said, I mean, to play your whole season um, and to have the record that, you know, put forth the record that should give you that advantage and then not to have it. You know, this isn't college. And, I mean, that's what they do in college. You know, let me, they, yeah, they pick, yep, you yep. Know, literally pick yeah, who let, they think is the best teams. Right. And, and let me, let me, and I think they're going to expand that starting next year. So it'll be a little more accurate when they go out at least two more teams. Let me piggyback off of something you just said the difference between the location of this game. If you're Buffalo, you want that game in Buffalo with it as cold as can be, just like Green Bay likes it like that, and you can play really well. And I mean, it's not like Kansas City uh, would be hot in February or you know end of January, but that is a big factor. They, you're right. They might pick a dome stadium, and it'll be room temperature. So many variables come into play and can actually affect – who would ultimately be the winner, uh, and they took that out of the team's hands. They played a whole season to try to get that, to get what the Eagles got, and they weren't given the chance to uh, to fully achieve that. Now, the Chiefs got more than anybody because at least they got to keep that they're the top seed. But really, th- that that's not fair uh, because the Buffalo Bills played one less game. It's it's again. Everybody's bending over backwards, breaking their arm, patting each other on the back with how fantastic they are and that they've handled it perfectly. I don't think so. Well, listen, and and the 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 fans get robbed. Um, yes, it's great to see your your team in a uh, championship game, but you want to be in that seat. You know, you, you look at guys, I, 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 the game I go to, I, I, my one very, very good friend uh, has been going and attending games since Connie Mack Stadium. There you go. Um, and, and when you think about that, I mean, you, you think about the com- – I just want you to think briefly what that commitment is. I mean, that commitment is to get up on a Sunday morning uh, for, you know, for 50-plus years – um, and and go to the stadium to watch your beloved team play, um, and to be robbed of that chance uh, to watch them in that championship game is not fair. No, um, and and but you know. By the way, there is such a thing as teams that travel well. The Eagles travel well. I think Kansas City travels well. I think Buffalo travels well. But of course, it's about tickets being available because there was not going to be a neutral site, so you don't even know where you can get tickets at this point. So that'll be rigged and controlled by the league. But I'll give you, an, I'll give you an, an example. And my son and I picked up on this together on Saturday night. We had dinner together at our house. Who did Las Vegas play at home last weekend, Saturday night? Do you remember? It was a team that I think had playoff implications and they didn't. It, it, it almost doesn't matter. I do recall the game, Mayor. Okay. I'll look it up and get the team just so we can let our listeners know who we're talking about. But the, but the point I want to make, it doesn't matter who it was. It was a team that travels well. We couldn't believe it. He, he asked me, hey, where's this game? I said, well, you know, I said, I think it's in Las Vegas, but you wouldn't know it by our eyeballs. The entire crowd seemed like it was the other team. Now, I'm not sure about, I mean, Las Vegas, of course, has lost a lot this year. I think they're better than their record, actually. They lost a lot of close games. But the, the I, I think three-quarters of the stadium 
was rooting for the opponent. Almost like when the Yankees play at Baltimore. And like that, you, there's more noise when the Yankees do something good than when Baltimore does something good. So there are teams that do travel well. Uh, but this, I think, makes a mess of and, – and I do expect, you know, anything can happen. Upsets can happen, Mayor. But I do expect that it's going to be the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills in the AFC final. Do you feel good about that? The Chiefs and Buffalo uh, in the final. Oh, absolutely. In it, yeah, but I'm going to tell you right now, don't sell Cincinnati short. I, I've been saying like all season that Joe Burrow isn't as good as you know their record. Uh, Cincinnati, it was early, but they were leading Buffalo at the time that the game was stopped. I mean, I don't sell short that Cincinnati might not make it, but I'm still thinking that, and again, anybody can get knocked off, so you know I get it, but... I think it's going to be the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills in the AFC championship game, and they're going to be on some neutral field. I I I, I think that's a great great scenario. I think that, that 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 I agree with it, and I think that's exactly what you're going to see. And the game you're talking about was the 49ers, I believe. That's correct. Um, and that was a close game. I think it came down to a field goal, if I'm not mistaken, but. Um, you look back at the uh, the Bengals' schedule too. I mean, the Bengals did not have a weak schedule. I mean, for them to be where they're at right now. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! No, no, no! It wasn't the 49ers. No, this is this is proving my point. It was the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. The Kansas City Chiefs went to uh, the Los Angeles Raiders, and three quarters of the people in attendance were Chiefs fans. Anybody wants to go back and look at pull up video, look at a crowd shot, you're going to be shocked. Because when my son was asking me, hey, where's this game at? I wanted to say Kansas City, but I knew it was a dome stadium, and I knew what the, the Las Vegas stadium looks like. The game I'm talking about was just a couple of days ago, Mayor, over the weekend, It was, and it just came to me. It was the Chiefs and the Raiders. And the whole place so well, they, that game, as you, yeah, that game was not as close as, as the other game. That was uh, no, but my but, point. Um, my point was this: how there are teams that travel very, very well. I would imagine they ha- the league will have to make another concession. They're probably going to have to make. I don't know how you do it, but don't they have to do something to make the the place like half and half that you get a certain amount of tickets? I would doubt very much that. I, well, you, you know what they probably will do. What they should do is the same way they do it with the Super Bowl. Um, they should select X amount of team uh, season ticket holders that um, you know attend all the games. Allow them to be able to have the opportunity to be equal equal on both sides. Allow them the opportunity to purchase those tickets and then release the balance to the open uh, to the open public. Yeah, I mean that's, that would be the uh, that would be the fair way to do it, and people are used to that, so it would it would be in keeping with that. Yes. But it still robs Kansas City and their season ticket holders and all of that, uh, and all their fans of a home and, game. And, you know, and like we said, or, or possibly Buffalo for that matter. Like we said earlier, I mean, it's yes, it's the advantage that these home teams have. I mean, uh, because yeah. don't forget, if they finish tie, Buffalo beat Kansas City. So if they had, if if Buffalo could have defeated, if they were given the opportunity to defeat Cincinnati, 
the other day if they could have. I don't know which way it would have gone. I think that Cincinnati would have been very tough for them to beat, but they were certainly capable of winning the game, having said that. And if they would have won that game, and then I, I know yesterday would have gone the same way, they would have won that, uh, then guess what? Buffalo Bills would be the number one seed and not Kansas City. They would have had identical records. And the first tiebreaker, as you know, is head-to-head, and Buffalo beat Kansas City earlier this season. Buffalo got robbed here, too, big time. Yeah, so I mean, you you think about where they're at and the advantage that they would have with home field. Um, So, And by the way, and then Cincinnati got robbed because they had a shot at the second seed, which is not a joke. There's a big difference between being the second seed and being the third seed. So you have that as well. Mayor, let's get the break in. We're going to be right back. Fascinating conversation with Mayor Charles Kane, with Anne-Marie, owners, operators of the Auto Plaza at Galloway Township, and Kane's Custom Cards. With Mayor Kane, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 43 minutes past the hour. And I'm just writing a very good friend that an answer is coming right now. Uh, when J. Edward Klein speaks, well, who was it? E.F. Hutton. Remember when E.F. Hutton spoke? I think the commercial was when E.F. Hutton speaks, people listen and like everybody would drop everything they're doing and it would get so quiet you could hear a pin drop. Uh, the great J. Edward Klein said that he is getting text messages from friends asking him if Holly, as in Holly Moore, who I've been, if anybody's a friend of Holly's on Facebook, you know that she's been in the hospital and that she just came home over the weekend. Um, is Holly Moore still working for Mayor Charles Kane? The question, Mr. Mayor, is on the floor. Well, first of all, um, Holly, uh, as you know, has been with us a very long time. Uh, she's made a lot of relationships uh, with our customers, her customers over the years. Um, and right after we closed, uh, timing was uh, unbelievable because uh, it was an emergent situation. She ended up um, uh, having a diagnosis that wasn't the best. And she uh, had to get it scheduled, do her testing. And she went in uh, two weeks ago and she did have a heart valve replaced. Um, and she, the surgery went fantastic. Um, she's had a few setbacks here and there, which, you know, you can expect of something of that nature. Uh, but she was blessed going home over the weekend and, and they are expecting that she will have a full recovery and, and hopefully, um, you know, this will add to the quality of, uh, her life. Um, but yes, uh, currently, obviously she's dealing with that, but she's looking forward to, she can't wait to get back and, uh, introduce her customers to the new, uh, to new, uh, facility. Uh, I don't believe that she will ever come back on a full-time basis as she wants to retire also, but, um, she will come back in capacity to help introduce customers and, um, uh, help the new service department, uh, get up running and, uh, treat customers the way she always treated them. Question asked, question answered. We ran long in the last segment. We're going to get the final break in right now. When we come back, the third man in the broadcast booth, Bob Progner will join. We'll give him a quick opportunity. I don't think, I don't think it's important to talk about yesterday that much, Bob, but we'll give you an opportunity because Charles and I didn't even talk about the game. Uh, Eagles had a job to do. They got it done. 
They got the number one record, and it goes from here. But we'll give you a chance if you're interested to talk about the game. I just wasn't interested in talking about the game. I was never bothered by the game. Uh, Even friends wrote me, are you nervous? I put, nope. I mean, they had it under control. The announcers, I think, actually played voodoo with a lot of Eagles fans because all they did was act like the Giants were winning and that the Giants head coach is the greatest coach since sliced bread. And and, and I, I was just in amazement at Ian Eagle and these, these um, you have to almost call them Eagle-hating commentators. I mean, the Eagles were winning 19 nothing. They had not allowed a single point on the board, and they were acting like the Giants were winning. So anyhow, I'm more interested in talking about going forward, but Bob, we'll give you an opportunity Anything you want to share from yesterday is certainly time is yours, and then we'll take it from there. With Mayor Charles Kane, in a moment, with Bob Progner, and yours truly, early in the morning. This is the Auto Plaza at Galloway Township and Kane's Custom Carts, and we'll talk Eagles next. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ HD3 Millville, a Town Square Media Station. I miss my baby, someone stole my baby. By the way, my baby is my landscaping truck that was literally stolen from a job site. Baby, won't you please come home? Owning a small business isn't always as lovely as it sounds, but with 30-plus customizable coverage options, Progressive Commercial keeps your business humming along. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. I love my sweetheart. By the way, that's my riding lawnmower. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Coverage and discounts not available for all vehicles or states. Policy terms and conditions apply. As a Walgreens pharmacist, I talk with people all the time about little tips and tricks for filling their Medicare prescriptions. Like taking advantage of Walgreens 90-day refills to save them a trip. Or using refill by scan, which is super easy and right on your phone. And for anybody worried about prescription costs, I say, hey, we got you. With low-cost co-pays on many medications. Let's talk about making things easier. Walgreens is here. Fill your way and save at walgreens.com slash Medicare. See pharmacists for restrictions and exclusions. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, Sean. We are now uninterrupted for the next 15 minutes and we'll take you right until the opening theme of the Brian Kilmeade Show with Mayor Charles Kane. And now we welcome Bob Progner to the program, third man in the booth, as I call him. Bob, uh, we did not talk about the game that much, except to acknowledge that the Eagles did what they had to do and won. And, and now they are the top seed in the NFC and obviously the NFC East division champions. And take it from here with um, now they get the extra week, you know, to, to heal uh, I did mention, so did Mayor Kane, that um, it gives um, Hertz an opportunity to, to mend some more. I, it turns out, I think, that, that it was understated to what extent he was hurt. Sirianni released um, after the game that Hertz was hurting bad during the game. And then uh, Hertz himself said he didn't start throwing until last Thursday. We were, we were of the opinion he was throwing at full strength all along, but, but just not having contact type drills or anything so i think this was much more than anybody knew and he needs these couple of weeks they're going to be very valuable and then hopefully sweat will definitely be back it seems and hopefully lane johnson so i'm not i'm not stuck on yesterday i think you're a little more uh worried about what happened yesterday than i am 
But anyhow, opening comment, Bob. Well, you know, what a wonderful season the Eagles gave us, uh, set a franchise record for wins, and, and I think we we were all pretty close to our prediction. I, I predicted they'd, they'd lose three games. So, uh, you know, I think we're all close. I think we, we saw that they were going to be a special team, and, and they sure were. So, uh, you know, what what a little problematic to me, Harry, is that as of the Chicago game, and now Chicago has proven to be the worst team in the league. They get in the first draft pick of the draft. So they they barely beat Chicago. Then they lost two in a row. And then they, they barely beat the Giants second string and, and third string quarterback to top it off. So yeah, they're they're really gonna need to do some self scouting and you're right about Hertz's injury. Uh, you know, shoulder injuries don't heal that quickly. I, I think, you know, both of you, you know, I'm sure you're both ex-athletes. I, I, uh, you, you go through a shoulder injury, uh, that, that takes a while. So, you know, this, this two week off, two weeks off that the Eagles are going to get, uh, they're really important. I, yep. I, Really, and so happy they're not playing again. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. What What I do look forward. It looks It looks like the Eagles are going to be playing either Dallas or Tampa. Uh, you know the great Tom Brady. You never wish to play him, but uh, you know I I do think of, of all the opponents, possible opponents. Um, you know, it, it, unless unless Seattle beats San Francisco, which I just don't see that happening. You know, I, I do think the Eagles will, will win their first playoff game, and then and we'll see. You know, San Francisco is, is that's a tough nut, nut to crack, and oh, hopefully yeah. some defensive. Look, if you, if you go by certain things, I mean, uh, look at Dallas, though. Dallas got beat by Washington and looked terrible yesterday. I didn't watch the game, but I spoke to people who did, and I, I read the game uh, from the box score, and just you could see uh, they, they got completely dominated by Washington, who also beat the Eagles. Uh, San Francisco looks really good. They look very good. The Chiefs look very good. Buffalo looks very good. Uh, Cincinnati looks very good. Uh, in, all, in all honesty, I would have to admit, if you take the, 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 the later Eagles' uh, work, uh, but two of those games were with Minshew and with Lane Johnson out. And I know the cat had kittens and all that. You got to play, you know, when, when injuries happen, but the Eagles injuries happen late. They're, they're, I think they're going to be as healthy as they've been in quite a while in two weeks. So I'm going to gauge it by the whole body of work and put the Eagles in there. I will tell you the people that risk a lot of money uh, have the Eagles, I believe, fourth or so on the depth chart in terms of favorites for the Super Bowl. So um, the, the, the betting uh, folks no longer look at the Eagles as the best team in the NFL. Well, you know, Hurts is going to play, Lane Johnson's going to play, but, but how healthy are they going to be? That's the question. You know, that, that's, yep. that's the whole question. And Lane Johnson... Lane Johnson won't be fully recovered until he has surgery, but you know that Lane Johnson you know, may, may be able to go a quarter, and then then we see 
Briscoe, which, you know, we see that that's a big, big problem. You know, Jack Briscoe at, at the uh, right tackle is, you know, that's a big step down. And, here's uh, here's here's the way it works, though, guys, and we all know this, though. They're not going to play all those teams. Uh, if they keep winning, uh, Kansas City and or Buffalo and or uh, Cincinnati, they're going to knock each other off. Only one of them gets to emerge. Uh, and I remember in 2017, not a lot of people thought the Eagles could beat the Patriots, uh, who were very, very good in 2017. I guess by the time the Super Bowl came around, it was 2018. So some of that takes care of itself, and who knows? San Francisco might get knocked off. Uh, you know, Dallas may get knocked off. You don't know. Um, I like the Eagles' path to the Super Bowl. I think they have a well, really, you, really good well, chance you, to get to the Super Bowl. Go ahead. Well, you, you, you don't know because in 17, if you recall, uh, the, the, the Eagles player, the offense was against Oakland. The Raiders. I don't know if you remember that game. Nick Foles looked looked absolutely abysmal. Yeah, and and they were people were even calling for Sutfeld to to replace. Foles. Yes, yes. And then so. Dallas, the Dallas game didn't give us much more confidence either. Yeah, the Dallas they played Dallas in the last game, seventeen, and uh, the Eagles won that game. But the offense still looked terrible. So no, you you, you just don't know. Uh, you know, and we, we might luck out, and, and San Francisco may get upset. The Eagles are not going to play San Francisco until the championship game. San Francisco's a two seed; they cannot play San Francisco until the championship game. Well, they don't. So, well, no, San Francisco could get knocked off before they get. You're assuming they already got there. They got to play. No, no, exactly, exactly. They may get knocked off. Yeah. Seattle plays them. Yeah, that's what I'm trying weekend. to say. And look, I, I believe it will be the Eagles and San Fran. But the, look, I mean, Washington just beat Dallas. Uh, I, I thought that that couldn't happen. Uh, Dallas was playing for a, a higher seed. They were potentially playing to win the uh, the NFC East. And they got blown out. So um, I'm saying I think it will be San Fran, but it might not be. And the Eagles don't have to worry about playing uh all three of the AFC teams, just one of them. So I'm just looking at it more, um, I guess, studiously. No, I look. I, I agree. It's just you know, the, the, this, these two weeks are like gold for the Eagles. Uh, the offense just isn't what it was, and, and and you know, earlier in the season they had great balance between their run game, their pass game. Uh, a real another concern is Miles Sanders has a knee injury. Uh, he's been averaging less less than four yards carry yeah. in the last three out of, three out of the last four games. Yeah. He, 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 and and the other backs were averaging yesterday averaging over six yards carry. Yeah. So, so Boston Scott and uh, Gainwell. Well, uh, here here's why it's great that the Eagles won yesterday because Sanders has two weeks off now. Yep. Yeah, no, no, that's madness. Yeah. Mayor, yeah. comment. Big, big victory. Yeah, big time. Mayor? Well, I, listen, I, again, anytime you got that time off to rest your players, obviously because he was the back in the game, yesterday, had a, had a great game, um, uh, you know, but this, this two weeks of rest, yeah, that, that, that's huge going into this, especially when you have the caliber team that you're, you're going to face in Philadelphia. So, uh, it, you know, it's exciting. And, uh, look, I, at this point, 
I don't care who we face. Um, you know, I, I think that the, the rest is going to be great, um, and playing in front of your home crowd is going to be uh, an advantage for Philadelphia. And uh, Philadelphia, Buffalo, my guy, my man. Yeah, and I've got Philadelphia, Kansas City. I just think Kansas City is the best team uh, in the AFC. And when it comes to, I, I, I always factored, factored that into playing Buffalo at home. Now it will be on a neutral field if the two of them make it to the AFC championship game. I still like Kansas City in that game. Just Mahomes always finds a way to win. If you look at some of their wins over the past maybe six, seven, eight weeks even, they've been on quite a winning streak, but a lot of them were come from behind, late wins, close wins. Uh, you look, you know, We haven't even mentioned Minnesota. They're not a joke. They're not completely out of it, but other than yesterday, they they won, I think, every one of their games or 12 or 13, 12, just about every game they won was a single uh, possession win. So they were just phenomenally well, fortunate. Go ahead. Well, M- Minnesota got blown out by Dallas. They got blown out by Green Bay. And, uh, and, 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 and quasi blown out by the Eagles. I think it was like 24 to 8 or something like that early. Correct. Week two. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So, but you know, again, it, it the, these two weeks are really important. I'm I'm just curious what both of you think about the Eagles' defensive coordinator. Uh, he, you know, overall his the numbers are good for the defense. Yeah. Really ranked super well, but but these really the the, the upgraded quarterbacks that that they're going to face. Now, look, the Eagles have one of the best front lines in in the history of the of the league, right? Mm-hmm. They, they they almost set the record for for sacks. Yet this coordinator is 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 playing is very talented all except for the slot cor- the slot corner's a problem right now. Right? Because Maddox is hurt. Yeah. But he's playing his his defensive backs way too soft because when you have such a, a strong defensive line, you need to pro play press coverage. You cannot give the quarterback an easy three-step drop. The ball is out. Look, this third stringer that the Giants had, you know, was was not was he sacked twice, but not not by any of our defensive linemen. They couldn't get to him because the ball was yeah. Well, one of the sacks was on a punt, a fake punt. Correct. Yes. But but here's what I'll say to that. Then look at the scoreboard, though. They don't seem I know in some of the games uh, I'll be I'll be proven wrong with this statement, but they don't give up a lot of points. Many times they limit even if like there's a turnover, they'll limit that to be a field goal and not a touchdown when a lot of teams would actually give up touchdowns. I think they're better than this description, but. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You know, I don't want to have it both ways here. I think they're maybe better than we're talking right now, but I know why you're saying it. Mayor Kane. Well, listen, I I don't think you're going to have to worry about Gannon much. Uh, listen, I, I hate the fact that the controversy is already going to start. I mean, obviously, um, he's going, you know, he's up for a head coach position. I don't like that going into the playoffs. I wish they would leave those talks until until the playoffs are over. Uh, but I don't think, hey, listen, that he's going to end up 
I believe, somewhere else. Uh, it's unfortunate, but, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I think that with when you look at sacks alone from a defensive coordinator, uh, there's a lot of teams that have, you know, uh, record sacks for a season and still have losing records. And if you look back, Philadelphia was in that situation, uh, you know, when they went 4-12 and under Andy Reid. Um, and, you know, the, I, I believe at the time, I'm trying to think of who it was, had more sacks than anybody in the league. So, yeah. you know, it, I just think, listen, when he, when he brings the pressure, uh, Philadelphia gets to the quarterback and, and, and they cause teams to make mistakes. That's yep. why we have more takeaways than, than anybody else in the league. So, true, true. um, I would love to see him stay. I think he's hitting his stride and, uh, um, I just hate the controversy between now and the Super Bowl of him being considered for a head coaching position. Guys, the music's playing. I want to squeeze a last quick comment in from me and then we'll see how much time is left. The, it's so cruel, the NFL. Los Angeles, defending Super Bowl champions. They end the season 5-12, and 12, and there's discussion that Sean McVay may quit, may resign very, very soon. Uh, that's not decided unless it's been decided since I signed on this morning. I think Kansas City, in this order, uh, the um, San Francisco 49ers and Buffalo Bills, in that order, are the hottest hands right now in football. But the Eagles are still where they want to be. Mayor, closing comment. We only have about twenty seconds. Uh, listen, I, I'm I'm a fan, um, but I don't even believe I don't believe they even deserve to be in the playoffs. So, um, you know, with all due respect, listen, Philadelphia, we got exactly what we asked for. Uh, you know, you're, you got the two weeks off, a chance for your team yep. to get healthy. Uh, go in, 